da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Are you seriously? It's showtime. It's time for us to return again to our annual rants and raves, best and worst of the year episode. Yes, patent pending still. You'd think by year six, the patent would have gone through, but patent pending on the uh, Ransom Rage trademark. <laughs> Government but, moves pretty slow. Yeah. So. <laughs> we, um, we do this every year. We meet and we discuss our top 10 best and our top 10 worst films of the past year. This has been a, uh, it's been a long year in, in the movie world. It's been a very different year, and I'm excited to talk about why that is and uh, whether our our lists kind of reflect differently. I, I feel like personally my reflect my list reflects differently than in years past or it's been a different process than in years past and, mm. and I'm excited to talk about that. But um we're going to start things off with uh with a little hello to the guys, Richard and Brian, um joining What's me up? tonight. Hey guys. What's up? Hello. We made it. We made it straight straight <laughs> into it. year six. We're Boom. Next year We're like is two official. weeks away from, yeah. from our six-year uh, anniversary or whatever. Official cool. all to the day. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. What is that? Do I, is that it's a, like the last is that 30th. I think I, I count it as January 30th as, yeah. our, as our official yeah. anniversary mm-hmm. day of our right. first episode yeah. or whatever. I think we'll it's the glass presents. anniversary. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cash prizes, um, mm-hmm. fine minerals, mineral rights. Mm-hmm. I'll accept yeah. those as Legal well. Legal minerals. Only. Right. We've, got, we've gotten into trouble with illegal minerals in the past, right. and we don't want to right. go down that road again. <laughs> it's weird the fan even offered that. Yeah, it's it was sending feature. us various minerals. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's good to be here though for for this um, rants and raves because this is always the time of the year where you sit back and reflect on the year and 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 what it was and what we get to do. And um, like I said, this is a different year, man. This was a, a very interesting year in the world of of movies um a lot of different landscape it feels like with movies now a lot more independent movies a lot more streaming options with movies that were counted on the list this year um it was definitely different so i mean i'm anxious to see how you guys feel about the year so i guess let's just start off talk generically about the year and how how we feel about it overall and, and then we'll we'll get started with our worst of the year list we've all, also got some other awards to give out i've got some special awards that shall not be named until a little bit later but um we've got our mvp awards that we're going to give out and all, of mm-hmm. course our patented overrated underrated i don't i think we're the first podcast to ever do that concept so um, <laughs> we're doing that as well um okay brian what what when you look back at at this past year what do you think you're going to remember or think about because last year, you know, 2017, you, you, you flash back and you're like, okay, Greatest Showman. And then besides that, it was really <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. To, yeah, last know. year was, was, was odd. That, it was the, that was the only movie I saw in 2017 was yeah. The Greatest Showman. Um, uh, 433 times and got, <laughs> got better. Every that time. and Wonder. You just yeah. alternated between Wonder right. and The Greatest back Showman. And I don't think there were any other movies that even yeah. uh, came out. <laughs> At least... At least not in my house. Uh, yeah, 2017 was interesting. 2018 was I was uh, I was looking at my my letterbox where I've been keeping track throughout the year, and you can mm-hmm. you can check that out if you want to follow that. Kent and I both have a letterboxed. Uh, Richard does not. He's protesting 
the uh, ethical treatment of something that Letterbox is against. <laughs> but uh, you can you can check those out if you want to. I think my profile is just Brian Gill and Kent. I think Brian's just Kent Garrison. Garrison. Yeah. 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 So search those if you want. I keep a running tally through the year. So I was looking back over that. I'm trying to make kind of final decisions, move some movies up and down and see what would what belong here. I don't think – I thought it was a good year for film. I gave out a lot of A's. I think – Mm-hmm. I think last I looked, I was at like 106 films for the year of, of that came out in 2018, and I gave out A's to somewhere, you know, A plus to A minus, like 45 or 46. So that's pretty, I think that's a pretty high total. But there were, I'm not sure that there was even one like great movie, like a masterpiece level type film, and that's fine. So I, I think it was a, a really strong year as, in terms of depth. I'm not sure that it had, um, anything that is truly truly like an iconic film although i really really liked a lot of these i don't know i had more trouble i had trouble deciding between my top three just they could have been slotted you know either any three any of them could have been three or any of them could have been one and i wasn't quite sure and then i kind of had trouble deciding what was going to be you know 10 11 12 and not really so much a debate of like this movie's got to get in my top five it was just kind of like well that's it, it kind of a group at that um it was like an nba mid, lottery mid-tier. like you could have just picked a, your, <laughs> yeah, your top you, 10 in the, you the barrel anything. and picked them out right you know right could obviously been, frozen one of the envelopes that. so that uh <laughs> right, you know right. happy time murders so that i draft number one. yeah right exactly obviously happy time murders gosh uh i didn't i didn't see that uh, maybe i should have no, we'll talk about it later if you haven't seen <laughs> awesome it, so. yes i'm excited so anyway i look i thought it was a good year for film i i truthfully if you gave me a choice between you can have a movie year where you're gonna have four three or four like a plus masterpiece level films but then everything else is is going to be kind of hit or miss or something like this where we're lacking that real true top piece, and that's going to make the Oscars very interesting this year too. Um, but there's going to be a ton of depth behind that. I would take that any day. I would much prefer uh, having something to watch every week or close to it than, boy, this movie was great, but now it's going to be two months before we're excited about something, you know? So it was. I, I thought it was a, a quality film, a quality film year overall, and. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I always love this episode, so I'm excited to talk about it. But uh, Richard, what you what what are your thoughts on on 2018? Uh, nah, not a great year. I mean, I <laughs> I uh, I see your point and all that, but I think that I was looking at like my top five movies this year. I'd be shocked if they were top. You know, like my number two this year would would be like an eight or nine in years past. Um, mm-hmm. is the way I sure. look at it. So. Sure. Uh, it was kind of a, it was a disappointing year. There's a lot of stuff I was exciting for that wasn't bad, but just, uh, you know, didn't live up to the expectations or wasn't truly, uh, truly great. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, it was kind of a, a disappointing down year. One of the worst years for me, but there's some, you know, in terms of, uh, popcorn entertainment, everything was executed really well. So there's that part of it, which makes it a little more interesting. Sure. Um, there's some great, uh, popcorn movies this year, but, you know, kind of the end of the year, uh, Oscar Beatty stuff that I kind of am, am more excited about. It was it was disappointing, though. There was a, a few very good films that just I don't think, as you said, Ryan, the, the depth wasn't quite there, and I think the top end wasn't really there uh, this year either. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I actually, you and I come can't you kind of split the difference between us? Typically, just in general, I'm a little more blockbuster, popcorn heavy, and, and Richard's more award season guy. So. I think this was a pretty decent, pretty good year for for uh, the blockbustery stuff. Yeah, it was. And, but it you're was. right; it's not. It was not a great year for 
the uh, you know the drama or the and, and and a lot of the movies that we were I think we were all really looking forward to on that side the dramas the Oscar type films uh, the end of the year stuff uh, you know kind of disappointed Vice and and such was yeah. not not up to what we were really hoping it you know they were going to be I think but can't what about totally. you totally yeah no I I I think I have a generic general probably similar feeling than you guys on the year um a lot of my movies are from earlier in the year though more yeah. than mm. more than in years past i feel like sure most of my list was solidified by september other than maybe two or three outliers on the point. entire thing everything was what had pretty much come out um in some capacity a lot of a lot of earlier releases a lot of uh a lot less blockbusters than i had in years past to make the top lists, even though, you know, I keep track of those and they made the ranking. They didn't make it near the top. So they weren't really in the debate when it came down to finalizing this list. But mm-hmm. yeah, I have fond years of this. I have fond memories of uh, this year. Cinematically, it's just different. A lot more independent movies, like I said, and a lot more smaller budget type stuff than, uh, than big budget uh, blockbusters or big budget Oscar baby stuff. So, um, so definitely different. And I'm anxious to see in three years, if I even remember any of these movies, like Richard said, if these would have even made my list last year, I have no idea. I would like to do that. I want to, we need to do an all time top 10, um, kind of episode where we review the top 10 movies that we've reviewed. Does that make sense? That yeah, we sure. each we've do done the show. that we've done like mm-hmm. our all time top ten, but only the ones that we've ranked in our top ten in the past. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. um, that'd be really fun to to do. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I'll think about these even uh, starting in a couple weeks when we get into this new batch of 2019 movies. But um, but for 2018, I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with my list, and I had a really good time at the movies this year overall. Um, a lot of A's, like you said, Brian. A lot. I had a, I had a way harder time putting together my bottom ten list than ever before in the in the history of the show saw a lot <laughs> less f minus 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 um sure. movies this year than in years past which is definitely a good sign for things uh for mm-hmm. how things are rolling so all right on that note let's get rolling with those f minuses and we'll start <laughs> with uh brian's bottom 10 and if you want to go with uh, any honorable mentions that didn't make your bottom 10 first but uh yeah, yeah sure um I'm looking at this have my list here and I've got I've got several that we did not do a review on so may, maybe that'll be maybe that'll help maybe that'll help us have you know some some differentiation my honorable mentions um I would say mile 22 was pretty terrible and that it should have been an easy yeah. that should have been a very easy movie to make a C you know or C plus out of uh, and instead was just uh, just a total cluster I recently watched Life of the Party on HBO, the the worst of all the Melissa McCarthy movies this year, which is well, I don't know. Ooh, Happy I don't know. I didn't see that yeah, one. I <laughs> Never mind. I, I retract that. I retract. We that. might talk about uh, that later. The the mid tier Melissa McCarthy movie of the year, perhaps, and that was pretty awful. The James Franco movie Kin was mm-hmm. just atrocious. Not the best year for Franco across no. the board. Oh, I forgot he even did that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not great. Michael B. Jordan is randomly in that movie too, and that—that's weird. That's a bit of good an job by his people. Yeah, making sure him. we don't know that. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think he was an exec producer. It's a strange, strange thing. And then uh, I'll—I did not have Venom in my bottom ten of the year, but it did bear, bear a, uh, a mention here because 
it is very bad, and yet mm-hmm. it made so so much money. So I expect that will show up on one of y'all's lists uh, later. So I don't it need may. to elaborate on that. But anyway, those are my those are my honorable mentions. I did not have any honorable mentions. Like I said, I've got ten bad movies, nice. and that's it. Um, Good for you, Richard. You got any that didn't? No, I don't. It? I got right into honorable mentions as well, so we can. Okay, we can move this train right. along then. All right, I'm going to go with my number ten, and it's a movie that came out over the summer. Kind of had high hopes for it, just in a dumb popcorny kind of way. And that movie might be on y'all's list. I don't know. I don't know if you liked it more than me. If Venom didn't make your top ten, that I doubt it. Uh, then my number ten was Skyscraper. Oh yeah. Hmm. No, yeah, that was a disappointing. Didn't make mine. Didn't make mine, but it, it was. It close. made mine. Okay. Uh, let me make sure it did. I replaced some things. Let me make sure. No, actually, it did not make mine. I had I had something else instead, but I moved it out. So yeah, that's good. That's good. That would have been one of my honorable mentions, but it was in the in an early draft, but it's not there anymore. Yeah, it was just bad enough to make my list. Like I said, it was just not a year for for. And granted, these are just the movies that I saw. I'm sure there were mm-hmm. – I didn't see the Welcome to Marwins of the World and things like that. I'm sure it would have made <laughs> you, my – You only life. saw Gotti three times. That's yeah. just not No, enough. I didn't even see Gotti. <laughs> I need to see Gotti still. There was a lot of movies that I avoided this year, and that was one yeah. of them. But uh, Skyscraper, not good. Uh, waste of time. This is a movie that probably you only need to see if somebody is paying for it kind of thing or mm-hmm. uh, don't go mm-hmm. out of your way to see it. Watch it on a flight or something like that. It was uh, it was pretty pretty disappointing for for old Rock the Dwayne Johnson and right. uh, <laughs> tough and tough Co. year for him. Tough year for him overall. Rampage. Yeah, was yeah Rampage wasn't good very good. But Rampage was way had... better than Skyscraper in my opinion. Way more dumb. I could watch this on TNT at 10 a.m. when I'm mm. drinking my coffee, kind of thing, than Skyscraper. <laughs> this is not it. Um, yeah. So Skyscraper number 10. What about you, Bry? Uh, my number 10 is a movie that came out at the end of the year that we knew was going to be a bomb all along. Uh, we kind of initially had it slated as a potential episode and, and pretty quickly knew that wasn't going to happen. Uh, it's that, one that, that uh, Peter Jackson was very smart to get out of, I think, and mm-hmm. just, yeah, buddy, you take this and hand it off to a buddy, and, and it's uh, Mortal Engines. You which, saw it? I saw it. Wow. Uh, I, it was uh, not my best day. Not my Sub-optimal. best day. Suboptimal. <laughs> Suboptimal. Yeah, yeah. When you, really you, bad, man. You really took bad. it to the next level when you camped before, like overnight. <laughs> I just had yeah. to get that. And you were dressed seat. as the no, city of no, London, no. too. Right. It was <laughs> kind of offensive. <laughs> Steampunk, but yeah. 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 Steampunk totally city of London. It's like, 36 hours of makeup. Yeah. Uh, Cosplay. And my face that part is I respect. still not the same, but. It was worth it for the art. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just to have somebody wheel me in now. Um, How long? It, was, it wasn't it like four hours long. That movie had to have been like a I just a total kinda, beating of. I can't remember. It was terrible. It was a just a. We talk. Look, there's times when you make a bad movie that happens. Have ambition and it doesn't come through. Okay, we get it. Two That's, hours this nine was minutes. One, yeah, this was one that's just like somebody somewhere high up in the chain in the process has to say guys this isn't going to this is not going to this isn't going to work this is not going to make any money we've got to we got to get out of this it's i think the only way that it could have been pulled off because it's kind of a 
not kind of. It definitely is a niche market, and it looked weird. And it came well, out no, everyone's time. into steampunk, don't you know? <laughs> right, obviously. Just ask anyone that's in the steampunk. Everyone's in the steampunk. It's <laughs> right. pretty simple, Brian. That's true. Well, good luck finding somebody. It, ma- uh, it, only, it, it only works if the movie is good. Yeah, right. About, to, you can yes, buy into anything was, if the movie is good. I mean, right. totally. Yeah, that's totally. absolutely right. That my thing with the movie was just if you're going to do this, I think you have to double because it cost it costs like 150 million dollars to make, and I think mm, you have to double down good. on that and just say, we know this may be a tough sell, and therefore we are going to cast The Rock and a bunch of mm-hmm. really we're going to pay a lot of people to be in this movie because that may bring people to the theater because the Well this had tons of movie stars in it though. Right. When Hugo yeah, Weaving I'm is I'm a Hera Hillmar the only like cast P1. Member. Yeah. I, I, it's, <laughs> I'm a I'm a die hard Hera Hillmar. You always guy. have been yeah. too and I respect <laughs> yeah. you for that. You're not one of these yeah. late no, to the party here at Hillmar. My, my Hera Hillmar room in my apartment. <laughs> it costs me an extra $400 a month for that mm, extra yeah. square and footage. Several girlfriends. Yeah. yeah. But you're not a poser. That's what yeah. matters. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? A lot of credibility. <laughs> so, it's anyway, Mortal Engines is terrible, and that was a massive mistake on the. I think they're going to lose like $200 million on it overall. So, oh, probably good. not good. great. Probably not great. What about you, this, RB? This, What's your number this, 10? Uh, just just kind of comment on Mortal Engines. It'll probably be the last time we do ever, <laughs> hopefully. Sure. sure. Um, just a lot of swing and miss. Uh, blockbustery Christmas movies this year it felt like, and mm-hmm. the yeah. only reason that any of them worked was because Aquaman made more money and was better than anyone thought it was going to be. But that would have been bad too. It would have been the season of wow, what happened to Christmas uh, blockbuster movies? And there weren't that many. There were a lot of swing and miss Oscar movies too yeah. this, this season. You mean Christmas like, more is like the season than the like season, Christmas not yeah. not not Christmas themed. Yeah, just like right. movies that come out when you go right. with your family. The secondary. This is like the second Christmas blockbuster season, season. Yeah. along with Oscar season. It's kind of there was no Star yeah. Wars. There was no mm-hmm. Marvel movie. There was no big right. Oh Spielberg's doing this Tom Hanks there's movie. A, there was a Harry Potter you know, and it was great. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just was. It's just like as 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 the the past I don't know month. You you look back and it's just like so forgettable. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, my list was solidified, and that's so disappointing because I'm always yeah. like, man, I've got my top ten, but in a month this could be my bottom ten. You know, yeah. Like, that's that's why this year was feel. it's crazy. So disappointing, saying because you know, obviously, I look forward to this time of year. We made that clear on the show for years, but like. I'm the same way. Can't like so much of my stuff was already done, and I'm thinking this is going to be an incredible year because mm-hmm. I already have this. There's already these X good movies, yeah. mm-hmm. and then yeah, it's just like this one. You know, Mortal Engines is one, and Welcome to Marwin is one I mentioned. That's like I mean these these, these come out and they're done in two days. Like yeah. they're yeah. out. Of, oh they're, yeah. they're completely yeah. done. You know, it's it's like right. wow that right like. A lot of these, uh, you know, that Mark Wahlberg comedy that came out, um, yeah, Instant, Instant Family, Family. Remember that yeah. one was just didn't like, that do pretty okay though? Surprisingly, got good ratings. I don't know if yeah. oh, okay, many, but it got good oh, ratings. Okay. That, uh, Holmes and Watson's another one that's just like oh, wow. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like literally we said done in twenty four hours, <laughs> right? At least Alita was smart enough to get out of that spot. Yeah, you know, to get to push in. Well, it's going to be the movie of a generation, so it <laughs> right. needs its own. Some it needs a launching pad. Good buzz. Is it really? The slash film, so you know. Oh god, <laughs> I don't. I still don't think people will see it. There's no. a lot of movies with good buzz, could, yeah, that I nobody agree. goes to see. And oh, it looks weird. This is a hard sell. We'll, we'll, hard, we're on. Exactly we're on right. to another 
t- debate, but I just wanted to comment on like that whole. <laughs> well, Sam's Car- mi- Tarantino, uh, Christoph Waltz has a pretty good track record, so <laughs> he'll carry it. <laughs> yes, All right, yes. so Hera Hilmar, we'll see you in your next project. <laughs> All right, Richard, what's your number nine? Yeah, mine is, I always do this, I always want to qualify. I think on a slightly different scale than you guys, because I don't see as much as you guys do. Mm. Um, and so mine's more like what really just like disappointed me slash bummed me out, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like whether it was subject matter I was interested in, Set in was the woods. disappointed, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or just, I was hyped about it. This was one, like, it didn't really bother me much at the time. And then the more I got into it, the more I thought about it and everything, it was just like, I just did not like this movie. But again, this year was a pretty decent movie year for bad movies in terms of depth. So this probably mm. wouldn't be a top 10 out of the years. So I'm going to go Operation Finale. I can't speak to mm. that. Operation Finale for my number 10 worst. Just not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Whenever we reviewed that, I think within about two days, the more I thought about it, the less I liked that movie. Same. I <laughs> so, think I wouldn't be surprised if my grade, if my grade was decent on it. But then, uh, like, yeah. that happens sometimes when you do this show because we do everything. Obviously, when you review movies, you review them when they come out. But then... You, you, something sits with you for a while, and you're like, "That was garbage," and mm-hmm. that was yeah. garbage. Real, real miss misfire there. Uh, just all around, just really <laughs> missed the missed the uh, notes. I think that they were trying to get to. You knocked it down to rotten though. On on I did, I did. Yeah, so, yeah. That was a weird. There I were consequences oper- for our operation finale moment. is yeah. now complete. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, fly the banner. See you later. Awesome. Uh, Not offensive yeah. at all to anyone, so we nailed it. <laughs> that that was close to uh being on my list. That was one that I had circled back yeah. to and almost almost made it on there. But Skyscraper was a worse movie, I thought, than uh uh overall. Uh, I yeah. would probably agree with that, but just you know, I yeah. expect Skyscraper to be crappy. I expect <laughs> World War Two dramas to be good, sure. you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fair. The September release date definitely helped too. For sure. That one. Um, all right, Brian. All right, I guess it's my turn. My number nine? Yeah. Uh, this one might be on y'all's list. I saw this, came on to this one late within the past couple of weeks, and it instantly, like, first scene made it onto <laughs> my list. It's the spy who dumped me. Oh, uh, Lord. You are giving with, it too much credit. Mila Kunis. <laughs> yeah. Mila Kunis. And, uh, Kate and well, I mean, the only McKinnon? thing is... It, Kate Genius McKinnon. Just, yeah. They just... If Kay McKinnon could finally get a good role to work with, I mean, we could stop holding her back. Yeah, the as material a society. is holding this genius back from the world. <laughs> it just. By the way, we can't give any... her a forum in which she can properly and... win the Oscars. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, I think we're just jerks. Go on to yeah. Rotten Tomatoes and just look up any Kate McKinnon movie, who we all admit is very talented, and we like her fine. <laughs> I'm doing what every reviewer does. But just look up any Kate McKinnon movie, and every review is the same thing. Like, I understand she was in this musical parody of Schindler's List, <laughs> but if someone can just give Kate McKinnon good material, yeah, I think she really steals it. It's, like, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. There's not one negative thing ever said in a review about Kate McKinnon. Is what is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like she's good. She's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, she is, you know, she's, sometimes she's, she's sh- sometimes she's, she's bad in movies. Fine. Just like Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. She, she her work does not translate to film which we talked about before when she was cast in the ghostbusters movie we're like i'm not sure that's gonna work i don't know how. no but she was the weird one i don't think you got that yeah i did get it and that's the thing she's <laughs> weird though 
Um, so. so, so yeah, I thought Mila Kunis was way better than her in, the, in this movie too, and that's uh, no, literally that's the complete just opposite of what everybody thought. Mila Kunis movie. didn't give Kate McKinnon enough <laughs> runway and stole all of Kate McKinnon's no, charisma. I'm not kidding that, you. That's, the I, you don't get it, dude. In the script, it had to have said the first scene of the movie with Kate McKinnon. It had to have said. Kate McKinnon enters and does Kate McKinnon thing. <laughs> right. Like, she's, she's just Kate going McKinnon like roboting, doing weird. like a robot yeah. dance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's like, what is going so exhausting. So exhausting. Uh, is, and it's yeah. so long too. I remember I was watching it and then I was like, okay, it's time to, <laughs> yeah, time to put it ends. away. And it was 43 minutes in, and it, this movie is, is an hour and 57 I, minutes. I was like, how I could the anybody? the same experience. I paused it at some point. I was like, this has got to be close to over, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? 33 minutes? Yeah. I just lost Hour and 56 for oh, The Spy no. Who Dumped Me. <laughs> and it Good. is Deserves really it. foul. It takes itself like, so serious. Yes. It's, it it, it thinks a, it's oh, like the Bourne identity. Odd. Yeah. <laughs> but with but with penises. Like, yeah. Just... <laughs> It's, mm, I'm interested. Yeah, I'll send you a screener. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of those movies where it's like combines great action with with side splitting humor. It's like I don't want great action with with side splitting humor. <laughs> I want bad action with side splitting humor. You know what I'm saying? Like it takes yeah. like the, the the action is trying to be so revolutionary that it just kills any kind of tone of comedy. And yeah, it's not not good. Instant. Bottom ten for me, Spy Who Dumped Me. Mm, yeah, right. it's, uh, obviously didn't it might, get it. It might, it might show up later. It might show up again awesome. later. Well, let's I do it now it. so we don't have to. Uh, yeah, it's my number three. Oh, oh okay. Cool. F minus minus minus. It's look, <laughs> comedy is subjective. She's mm-hmm. a total genius. Uh, I think we can all agree. <laughs> you have to start uh, with that. I have a tattoo not... that says Kate right. McKinnon is a genius, just so I can review yeah. movies in public. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you can go out in public because you're right. Otherwise, you're, you're just, flogged. Yeah, publicly. <laughs> Tomatoes and such. Um, yeah. Very old school. The Kate McKinnon fan. They throw a lot. They of throw tomatoes. tomatoes. Yes. And boo. Yeah, um, yeah man. It, it, look again. Like comedy is subjective. I understand. <laughs> but th- a movie like this has no business being as bad as this movie is. Like. Worst case scenario, this should be like it was not funny. I didn't laugh, but whatever. It it's very easy to for me at least to kind of blow off comedies that aren't great or aren't that funny. And this was just aggressively unfunny and and almost to the point of like, are they doing this on purpose? Are they trying to just <laughs> not be funny? Because every single, I mean, there's not. I genuinely, I'm not, I'm not doing a bit. I genuinely don't think I laughed one time during the movie. And it's a comedy, and it has. And it's just all over the place. But but hold on. But other than that, Kate McKinnon <laughs> delivers. Like, other than I mean, that, I would say that other uh, than laughs, right? I would I mean, say the funniest comedian of all time. If you don't I mean, factor I'm in laughs for an Oscar, despite how much mm-hmm. I dislike the movie, mm-hmm. uh, good. No, that's smart. She was in a movie. It's kind of like you know the Meryl Streep. It'd be comedy. insulting not to her. Yeah, right. I mean, a genius yeah. of that caliber. It's insulting right. to not nominate her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's brutal. It's a brutal film. And we we question. Should, please just stop. Please. And look, the movie's not good, and that's going to hinder McKinnon, and that's a shame. But have they announced the Lifetime Achievement Award, and who, who's the youngest <laughs> to achieve it at the Oscars? You know, so she can still be in the mix because obviously it's the movie's fault. She's not going to be nominated for this. But like, can we, can we get the ball running on the Ooh. Cecil B. DeMille or whatever on that? Because I'm, I mean, I just 
you know, I want her presence there. Otherwise, the what's Carol the point Burnett of having award that they just came up with? The first mm-hmm. initial yeah, Carol there Burnett you go. award is well, King obviously King. she'll win that next year. I mean, you have to kind of like give one to Carol Burnett. Yeah. You know, kind of <laughs> right. You just know, to someone the way. So you someone mediocrely the way. funny like Carol Burnett. You know, <laughs> right. and then obviously paved the way. But that's just you know the elderly. Okay. Um, the elderly. <laughs> Hold on. He's, he's on a roll it's, now. <laughs> it's Nate McKinnon. Uh, the lobby. Here. They're all a bunch of elderly lobbyists in Hollywood that are going to give someone mm-hmm. like Carol Burnett an award that someone like Kate McKinnon definitely <laughs> deserves. And I'm done, and I'm sorry. I'm going to throw it up. All right. Spy who dumped me. Not good. All right. What's, Van Gogh uh, level genius. <laughs> we're on to number eight, I guess, for Richard. Uh, nine. nine. Nine for the rest of us. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're slacking. We're falling behind We're falling way behind. I only got about 61 uh, yeah. more minutes on Kate McKinnon, here. and then <laughs> yeah. we can get into it. 49 hours later. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Number nine. Here you go. I'm going to get a lot of angry emails on this. Uh, nine, number nine was Robin Hood, which I assume is um, on at least one of your lists. It's so. my number oh. three, so yeah. Okay. Hey. It's my number eight. Look at it's that. my number eight. So we can, we're working ahead. There we go. Sweet. Sweet. Robin Hood's awful. We just did a review on it, like, I don't know, six weeks ago, so you can go back and listen to that full review. Um, there are many, many, many things wrong with it, including mm. probably that it exists. So mm. there you go. I uh, It's so bad that here's what, all you need to know about it is in the first incarnation of this list, I forgot it. And we did it. It's the most recent one we did, but it's like that. You know that all, particular kind of bad that's just forgettable yeah. and, yeah. and upsetting? <laughs> and obscene, yes. Yeah, you look great in a tailored suit, though. Uh, mm. As everyone did around the Crusades. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that was a big thing they were fighting. Uh, right. You know, the Western Civ versus Eastern mm-hmm. Civ was over. the main reason for the Crusades. Uh, yeah, we according the, to my history books. Right. No. <laughs> First off, Steve King covers all this Western Civ stuff, but oh, um, no. But the English or the you know Europeans wanted that Eng- European tailored cut, and uh, the Eastern world did not, <laughs> and that was what. That's what right. it was over. Right. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Read a book. Um, by the way, something breaking for 2019 for the show. I think we've got another uh, Dylan McDermott, David Duchovny, um, <laughs> oh, Dermot Mulroney situation on our hand. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. I think yeah. I know where you're going, and I agree. You're going. Taryn Egerton. Mm-hmm. Alden Ehrenrich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Uh, Ansel Elgort. Elgort. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm See, you. you don't know which one was which. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do Taren a podcast. And Aaron Everton, Ansel Elgort, or uh, Alden Ehrenrich. <laughs> Tell we, me which one's which, do... Richard. <laughs> I I swear. I mean, I've been <laughs> pretending I'm smart on this show for years. I have no idea, and I do a movie podcast. Whenever we talk about one of them is in a movie coming up, I have no idea if I'm picturing the right one. That's 100 percent dead on. Dead on. <laughs> and Asa Butterfield, add him onto there, too. <laughs> not only can you, do I not know, I don't believe there's any way to know. Right. I'm the A and E. Very confused. The English nature of them, too, is they're all, it all, it's all blending. So, yeah. Let's cast all of them plus. Robin Hood's Taron Egerton. And he's Maybe. the he's the uh, po- possibly possibly I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way to definitively <laughs> yeah. know, but yeah. word on the street the, is like a verbal asterisk yeah. next to that. Just to that's the that's the uh, that's 2019's uh, Mulroney Dermot uh, Duchovny uh, conspiracy theory. Okay, we're on to number eight now. I think 
I still got my nine. Okay. Uh, we can talk about it later because it'll be higher, I think, on one of your lists, or maybe yours can't. But my, oh, we already did Venom. Venom's my number nine. Venom. It's my number eight. So it's it perfect. Right okay, way, please. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this one. A very confusing film <laughs> on a lot of <laughs> levels. I'm confused as to why so many people were so in into it, people and so many it, people man. that I knew that were were into good movies too that were into it. I was very. <laughs> Very confused by that factor, but eighty-four uh, yeah. percent audience score. There's yeah. a lot of that in music where it's like, I respect all the rest of your taste, but why do you like this band? Mm-hmm. I right. say the band. It, it's that for movies. Exactly. Yeah, I was very confused by it. I thought it was ugly, loud. Uh, Tom Hardy <laughs> was on something that I don't Some know. Tom I don't Hardy. know what's what the deal with it, with him is right now, and. Um, and yeah, I hope they stop making them, but they're going to make like 50 of them now. So, yeah. Venom. Hope it. Huge, it, huge win for the studio. You have to, you kind of have oh, to totally. throw it. They made $900,000. So million. much money. Yeah. And they're going to make a huge sequel and, or franchise out of it. But I don't get it. I don't, I don't either. It was very ugly. It was, it was just like a bad, put a bad feeling in your, in your, every, on, in almost every way, it was it was a bad experience. So, yeah, it's on the list. Uh, what's your number eight, Brian? It was Venom. My number eight is uh, no Venom. Did, Venom didn't quite make my list because I wow. saw way more saw bad movies bad than ones. you guys yeah. this year. Yeah, you did. Uh, which is fine. You know, that's that's my role here is to see all the dumb movies that I can. Apparently, uh, my number eight is Tag uh, with oh. Jeremy Renner and John Hamm and. A bunch of other people that I actually quite like and super do not like in this movie as a kind of it's a little bit like Spy Who Dumped Me kit where it's uh, it's worse than Venom. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wow. uh, and it, it shouldn't. That it's the same thing. It's like there's no reason, there's no reason that a movie like this should not be like a eh, that wasn't very good, but whatever kind of yeah. takeaway. And instead, uh, one of my friends, my friend Tobin, had seen it like a day or two before I did and had said, "Man, it's really bad." And I went to see it, and I just texted him hate mail the entire the entire movie. Just like this is not just bad; like this is so much worse than you led me to believe. This is an atrocious, atrocious film. And it again, it just it should never have been that way. It should be very difficult to make a movie about a game of tag being played amongst friends for you know thirty years or whatever. Hey, and did you know it's based on like, a true yeah. story, Brian? <laughs> right? Yeah, it I don't is. know if you <laughs> saw literally every newscast for a month. It is. Uh, it's based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, the trailer said that, and the poster. Yeah. Spoiler alert: Ed Helms has cancer at the end. So uh, there you go. That's what the whole thing. Good is based grief! On. <laughs> that is a spoiler. <laughs> I don't even care. No <laughs> one's gonna see this movie. It doesn't matter. Came out eight months ago. If you're gonna see tag, cancer. Right. Yeah. So that's terrible. That's that's number eight for me. Okay, that was not on my list, but that's a good number eight. What's your number eight, uh, Richard? My number eight is... Oh, I scrolled up here. Uh, oh, my name and eight, number eight was Robin Hood, so we already covered it, and it's uh, nice. garbage. So I, I, I second number everything. Seven, then. Uh, my number seven was a movie I saw on an airplane, which was uh, interesting. Uh was uh, <laughs> the 1517 to Paris. Clint oh, Eastwood, wow. Clint Eastwood joint. Oof. He is... Uh, prolific <laughs> and, uh, and second movie of the year for him yeah and uh and and one of the great 
stars in Hollywood. So <laughs> believe it. Yes. According to Chairman, I, I know that part. Those part is I. You know, I'm not going to speak ill of the uh, of of a legend. Um, but this is a. He's not my favorite director, mm. and uh, you know, I feel like this deserved better. And I will say it all with all due respect. And I think, uh, you know, little McKinnon couldn't have hurt, but I'm just going to throw that out there. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, no, she's but a it's weird it's... army officer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's that's a, a good twist. She's a French that. army officer. Yeah, but she's weird, and her accent's a little off. Right. Um, no, she's... that's the, that's what's funny. She's clearly not French. Right. Uh. <laughs> A new band. I seriously, outside. I've texted God. a little behind the scenes. I've texted Brian and Kent on this. Like, we have these Rotten Tomato blurbs now, and I've yet to fill a lot of them out. And I'm seriously thinking about doing a bit where I work Kate McKinnon into everyone <laughs> about it's, how it's not her fault that, you know, uh, A Wrinkle in Time wasn't good. Um, <laughs> the movie she's not in. Uh, yeah, so this is just a bad TV movie uh, mm. that went to theaters for some reason. About interesting thing so that's what makes it disappointing yeah. and terrible but that's my seven so can't go nuts yeah my number seven i don't know if you guys even saw but i saw it in the past few weeks on the catch-up and um it stars one of my least favorite people of all time <laughs> and so it accelerated the being on the list part it's peppermint you guys oh, seen oh i didn't see that one didn't make it yeah. i thought you loved jennifer garner no. you were garner head I've, garner nation it's, it's very weird i just I just don't like Jennifer. What kind Arden. of credit card like, she uses? Like it. there's an aesthetic, like a, an aura that she gives off that I don't. I'm not attracted. I understand she's gorgeous, beautiful, talented, but I just don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a weird. We all weird have attraction those. thing. Yeah, we all have those on all um, fronts. There's just there's just celebrities that rub us the wrong way. That's totally yeah, fair. Yeah, but and did uh, she pitch any Capital One in this or Regina? <laughs> gosh, I cannot stand. And that is a terrible person to have. Going that on is. Too. I actually feel bad for you, Kent, because like we said, we all have these people that, you know, rub us the wrong way, men, women, whatever. Like we all have that where it's just like, I get it. Everyone's into them, but something about their vibe I just hate. And hers might be the worst because it's like, all right. If you, one. Yeah, if you like... hate, if you just hate Gary Oldman, then you just got to like deal, not go see a Gary Oldman movie every Yeah, half the months. time when you see a movie, you may not even know that he's there. It's, right, it's fine. exactly. But if you hate Jennifer Gardner, <laughs> it's just like every commercial break forever of her yeah. just like, you know, putting creams on her forehead or telling you about three X points or something. And you're just like, I cannot. So I actually do pity you on that. I, I'm right. sorry. That's tough. a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. So not so, good you're saying. So Peppermint, so this great. is this falls along the lines of these uh you know the red sparrow atomic blonde uh mm-hmm. but bad. If, if those but, movies but, were worse. Yeah, those movies had Jennifer Garner and were excessively <laughs> violent and bad and way too long and and all of that. And um this one is is definitely a hate watch kind of a movie because it's so bad. Uh, Does Peppermint. she get cash back per Per kill, <laughs> what's the cash back? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Three X, two X, cash back. Yeah. Oh, double. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Not too shabby. Only you write that off too. Yeah. She's used to transactions because of a uh, catch me if you can. We're talking <laughs> that that might be her most well known <laughs> role. Isn't that weird? It's like maybe Alias Juno. Yeah. Alias. Alias, Alias was like fine. 
<laughs> yeah, but it was J.J. Abrams. That was yeah, a big J.J. Abrams yeah. launching. People dug that. And this was, I was excited for this when I heard about it because I, I liked Alias. I didn't stick through it because, mm-hmm, you know. Same. But it was good for a lot of it. And, and it was like, oh, I liked her as like action hero person. Timothy Green, remember and that then, one? Like the. And, yeah. What was that? The, what was yeah. that about? The odd, the odd life of Timothy Green, I think. <laughs> one of those. Like Dis- was it a Disney movie? Oh man, that yeah. was that was rough a few years ago. Mm. Um, but yeah, Peppermint, mm. very forgettable. No one even knows it exists. And let's not forget, she's in Draft Day, guys. Mm. Yeah, fair. Day. It's a tough one. Um, okay, yeah, but she got like four X points for that role. So. I'm done hating on Jennifer. Plus Garner. the flights. I'm done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so never. Well, those multiply again. themselves. Yeah. <laughs> That, regardless of the fact that she's in the movie, it's a bad movie. It would have been bad if sure. yeah, if yeah, anybody yeah. else would have been in it. It's, I got it's, you. Uh, but it accelerated the fact that it's worse than Venom on my list. <laughs> For you. Sure. All right. Uh, what's y'all's number seven? Uh, my seven is a movie I, I doubt either of you guys saw. So I at the end of the year, there is a uh, there's still a, like a family video near me. So. I've said this before, and everybody always mocks me because I still rent physical Brian media. Brian lives but... in 2003. Yeah, talk exactly. About this. That's the city he lives in. So right. if you want to write to him. <laughs> so the deal is you can it's, you can pay like 10 bucks and you get half off everything you rent for the next month or something like that. So it's the only way that I can oh, catch cool. up on some of these movies because I, I can't that's, spend, that's you know, six bucks for every on-demand mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyway, uh, they also have these deals where they'll be like, oh, you rented three movies, you can get another one for free and stuff. So... The last time I went in, the free movie, I was just like, I I don't know. I think I've seen everything. Uh, grab. And I picked up The Darkest Minds, which is like a YA sort of, uh, I've know, never heard of superhero this. thing with Mandy Moore. So you know it's good. And it's not good. <laughs> it's very, very, very bad. I got it for free, and I felt like I was ripped off. That's how bad it is. And I've seen it on the VIP page, which is com slash VIP if you want to join. We've been uh, polling... Our uh, listeners for you know their best and worst of the year over the last few, and I've seen this one pop up for a few people who have mentioned like, "Gosh, this is just truly terrible, atrocious movie." And it's kind of like Divergent, where it's you know clearly they're trying to build a series out of it, and you're like, "No, there's no way that's ever going to happen." And anyway, yeah. it's uh, it's truly, truly, truly terrible. I feel wow. like building building um, movie franchises out of YA. Properties mm-hmm. is not the best idea. Yeah, we should stop. Current, we should stop. We need to, to stop that. for a few yeah. years until mm-hmm. the next Twilight yeah. happens or whatever mm-hmm. it is organically, right. and not yeah. try to force all these. It's not going to happen. Guys. Let it Fifty go. Shades yeah. High School. Yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, uh, number seven, Richard. For you, have you done that? I did yet? my. Se- I did my seven. So we can wait on me if you want to wait till we go around the six, or I can get us started on six. Go start. Go ahead and start it. All right, I did one that uh, this was really bad. I knew it was going to be really bad, and I couldn't stay away because I have a weird uh, affection for the originals for whatever reason. Uh, my number six is Death Wish. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, an uh, Eli Roth joint. Yeah, it, with a lot of the violence cut out because I watched it on an airplane, I think. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't as grotesque as I expected. Um, yeah, it's just... Why does this exist? This is terrible. It's it's one of those remakes that's really trying to pay homage, but also like reinvent for the next generation. And it's just mm. some things should just be left. And uh, yeah, I don't. You know, Bruce Willis, old Bruce Willis is tough, and uh, it's just not good. Don't Isn't Death Wish like a fake Seinfeld movie? 
It seems like it, but it's Charles Bronson. <laughs> like Death Wish. Classic uh, Bronson. Death Blow, actually. Stuff. That's the Seinfeld one. Yeah. Sorry. That's the Seinfeld Death one. Blow. No. I used to love watching Death Wish with my friends in, in two and three. Blum is a big Death Wish three guy, producer Steven. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, not not good. Not not a whole lot to say. Did not it. see that one. A bummer. It's, it no, seems like a classic not. Bruce Willis, uh, <laughs> Red Box. Mm-hmm. Director Redbox kind of thing for sure. I think they had higher hopes for it, which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. the ambition kills it. Of course. All right, my number six is. is are we on number six? Yeah, we are. Yep. Uh, this is one that, considering it was based on one of the be- the most beloved properties of all time, <laughs> and this version of it didn't work on any capacity or in any capacity. It's um. A reason enough to put it on the list. It's a wrinkle in time. Mm. That's with on my list as well. It's actually flying, my number five. So oh, is it? Okay. Yep. So with we'll just talk about it. Lettuce uh, lady, and that's all I remember about the movie was they're in like in a field, and a, and a lettuce lady flies around, and that's it. And that's pretty much the movie. Um, yeah, it was <laughs> another swing and a miss. It's funny how. We just mentioned Timothy Green and this one and how many movies Disney gets away with is pretty impressive too. And when you think about how many movies that they have that work, how many movies yeah. they have that really don't work is uh is um impressive how they always sweep these under the rug or, or get a pass, you know, on these. But sure. uh, that didn't work at all and it was really bad. The fact that it was beloved like I said, a beloved uh book that it's based on that almost Everybody that has had anything to do with it has has liked, and you're just crapping on people's childhoods, literally, when you <laughs> when you do something like this. So, Wrinkle in Time probably shouldn't have happened, and if it did, it should have been a maybe a Netflix thing or something like that, where less risk involved for Disney and everybody else. Um, yeah, Wrinkle in Time done. Yeah, I would say on that one, what's interesting to me is like um, I know a lot of families and kids that really enjoyed the movie. But a, but just adults. If you don't, if you're not watching it with a kid, I don't know how you could because it's. Just it was a so lot. Weird. It was over a lot of kids' heads too. Yeah, no, that's what. Yes, it's, it's too and... dense for kids, but too uh, not good for adults. You know, <laughs> and so it just it seems like a real mess. I feel like more so now than even when we when we talked about it in March or whatever. I I because this didn't make my my bottom ten, but it 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 feels like they they missed both sides of that, that they could have gone. I don't want to say make it dark and gritty, but could have gone in a little bit more on that and played to what are already pretty dark themes coming from the book and built something a little heavier out of it. Or they could have stripped it down a little bit more and made it more accessible for kids and made it actually a kid's movie. And instead they kind of, split the bill and, and rode the fence, I guess. And you end up with this where you're just like, it's not good. And it's not, you can't really write it off as a kid's movie. So you're just kind of stuck on what you can do with, with this movie. And that's a, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. Big time. And a waste of time for sure. A wrinkle in time. What's your number six, right? My number six is a little movie that popped up on Netflix uh, towards the end of the year. And boy, what a treat it was to sit and watch the hurricane heist with Maggie Grace and 
Toby wow. Kebbell, uh, directed by Rob Cohen of Fast and Furious fame. And uh, he should not be allowed to direct any more movies. I feel like we've we've come far enough. We don't need to see him do this anymore. Uh, you know, I'm not a huge disaster flick movie guy, but this it bordered on being so incredibly bad and stupid that it was kind of fun in some ways. But I'm not really that kind of guy, so I couldn't I couldn't quite get there. I hate Toby Kebble. It's hey, I, I just he, how he did shows you, up. How did you know it was going to be bad if he was? Involved? Oh, I, right. Yeah, I mean he's he is. <laughs> Outside of the apes movies that he that he's good in as an ape because you never actually see his face or hear him talk or anything, he's just he's like as sure a sign that a movie's bad as as there is. And in this one, he's doing like a southern accent, so you know it's good. Oh, good, so, uh, yeah. When you can when you can get that. When Maggie Grace is by far and away the best part of a movie, um, your movie has has gone wrong <laughs> pretty badly. So. Not not good and not not enjoyable and the special effects looked like at least that right like you could at least say this movie wasn't very good but the special effects were pretty awesome but instead it looked like cutting room floor from a sci-fi movie type stuff so there you go number six for me is Hurricane the uh, Hurricane Heist other than that me. though you you liked it <laughs> a plus other than those parts it just brought <laughs> down a little bit that's amazing all right. Uh, that was not on my list. I did not get around to that one, but sadly. <laughs> You're missing out. What about number five, Richard? Uh, we already did my five, which is Wrinkle in Time. So you covered it, and uh, we can go on there. I can go to my four. You can rock your I five. have my number five. My number five is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Ooh, yeah. Which that came out in 2018. And uh, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Um, yeah, this one was bad sequel. Insanely bad sequel, misleading marketing, um, frustrating in every way. Just may, reminded me of the original Jurassic World, which is not good. Um, yeah, they need to stop crapping on the legacy of Jurassic Park and <laughs> leave it alone. And I know this made a ton of money, but uh, not in a good way. This is going to become Transformers, where it's yeah. going to take somebody rebooting Jurassic Park and. 2029 to make us like these movies again and that's going to be really sad because they were good and they're just going to keep getting worse so jurassic world fallen kingdom at least it had jimmy buffett though like (laughs) at least we got to see what happened to margaritaville after i never even talked about that in the review but was the main thing i was looking for what coronas bro Jeez. Grown up with a little Freaking kid, buffet, fam. man. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, that won't. I don't. Is it, was that on y'all's list? It didn't Colin make my Kingdom? list. Oh, it wow. wasn't only because Ooh. I forgot it existed, but it's <laughs> probably the cloned been. like daughter yeah, that was bad. like half British. It's, it's probably whole, worse than Operation Finale, to be honest. The, so. the John Hammond figure by James Cromwell that we had never heard of until <laughs> now for some reason. <laughs> Well, we've only had seven yeah. of these movies, so it's yeah. just now you hadn't gotten around to the mythology yet of uh, of that character. My favorite part of that movie <laughs> was the auction sequence. I'll never, I'll never be able to forget. All right, Stegosaurus, right, one point <laughs> five million, one point five sold. Yeah, what? Got it. What? Sure, perfect. Um, <laughs> you guys spent billions to make these yeah. these dinosaurs, trillions, perhaps. Yeah. It's uh that was ten million dollars uh, for an actual live dinosaur. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you, could, you could buy a Stegosaurus or half of a Bugatti. What do you want to do? Yeah. yeah, 
I did just buy a Rolls. You want a <laughs> man? Uh, this is tight, you want guys. a two-bedroom apartment in Manhattan or a Stegosaurus? <laughs> Up to you. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta move some money around so I can, <laughs> so I can, I can buy this Triceratops. Uh, that was, boy, that was, that was a tough, that was that, a tough sequence. Yeah, and trust me, you guys need to go back, and What's that one would be on your bottom ten. Everyone just <laughs> forgot about how bad yeah. Fallen Kingdom was. Does the interest rate just kill you? That's what yeah. I, I mean. What's the dinosaur interest rate? Right. On it, like do you have to pay like PMI, D- yeah. DMI, dinosaur <laughs> insurance on that? Or can you just right. not, can you put 5% down and, yeah. and put it out? Mm-hmm. I want to know. Is it like a mattress company where you can try it out for 60 to 90 <laughs> days? <laughs> Gosh. Whether or not you're going to keep the dinosaur. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, dinosaur. Hold on. I got a huge disruption. <laughs> It's dinosaurs. <laughs> it's dinosaurs, but as a service, right? So you don't own the dinosaur, but you can access a whole <laughs> garage. So Netflix for dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Swipe right basically. to get this dinosaur. Or swipe left if you'd like to move on to a Stegosaurus. <laughs> um, dinosaur Tinder. <laughs> it's not what it you out. think, though. They have yeah. to just keep saying it's not All like right, that. It's just, sure, uh, you could buy an entire Stegosaurus for eight million, like a sucker, or. Have access to fourteen <laughs> stegosauruses for ten grand a month. Oh, we man. have uh, we have a full episode on Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> it's a fun episode that. too. Yeah. That was maybe the best episode we did this year. What's your uh, number five, Brian? My number five is also on Netflix. It was a wasn't originally a Netflix original, but got purchased by Netflix and dumped on Netflix. Came out at the end of the year. It's Mowgli. It was terrible, and it really doesn't need to exist because Disney did the Jungle Book. Last year? The year before? Yeah. I mean, very, very recently and very well. Um, I really love Anti Circus, and I get that this was kind of a, a passion project, but this should never have gotten past the, the script phase. And I was incredible. Did either of you guys see this? I'm alone in this, right? No, I did not see it. Okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it. It is incredibly disturbing. The placing of a human face on wolf and tiger and elephant and such it it's really really creepy and not effectively creepy you know just like you're just kind of have the ugh, you're just off-putting the entire movie uh it's also just not good it's not good and it and it wastes the biggest sin by far is it wastes matthew reese who's a saint and i love him and it was just I just was screaming the entire time he was in the movie. I was like, "Why, dude? Why are you doing this? I don't care." Well, the check is we gotta we gotta get you out of this. You should not ever never cast Matthew Reese and then waste him. You look at the. I mean, at one point, like you said, this is dumped on Netflix. At one point, this was like a big project. Mm -hmm. Like, I think this has been in development since. Oh yeah, before the actual Disney one was even in development, so many millions of dollars as well. Yeah. I mean, it's an expensive movie, and you, you forgot to you forgot to say good. mention that it's called Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Mm. It's always Ooh. always ah! my favorite. <laughs> get up, come on, get down with us. Uh, yeah, a no. great bit would be putting that in every trailer ever. Brian, it's like a whole YouTube feed of <laughs> Kent, that's your offseason project. That right. should, that should Mary be. Poppins returns. <laughs> oh, wow. just... How was Toby Kebble in it though? Is he always terrible? As always, he's that's he's great. awful, awful. He's awful. Yeah, right. because there's a um, lot of talent in this that got wasted. But biggest one was Matthew Reese. How dare you? Of course. How dare you use him incorrectly? 
All right, he's, Mowgli. He's, he's like the current king of England. He doesn't have power, but he is technically king of us all. <laughs> right. I right. mean, the queen kind of runs things, but mm-hmm. he is king sure. of us all technically by title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number four, Richard. My number four is the Happy Time Murders. Uh, That's my number. Someone four. recommended they go look. I know the reviews are bad, but like it's super funny. Like it's and I was like, they're like it's the, the worst trade of them all. You know, MacGruber's reviews were bad, and I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. And then it was terrible. And you they know pulled that on you. MacGruber's reviews were bad. It, they wow. used the sainted name of MacGruber to watch watch, and I and I love puppets, and uh, you know. <laughs> Like and that's Muppets. why Richard's on the run because of the murder <laughs> that he committed after. Having yeah, seen this it movie. was. This was an insult to everyone. This movie was 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 bad, <laughs> and beneath beneath uh, the people in it who were not even that great. But yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. But I think just Henson's name. My, on uh, it. whatever. My uh, my number four was Happy Time Murders, and it was uh, yeah, the fact that you've got. Brian Henson like actually directed the movie. It's one thing if this movie comes out and you know, the Melissa McCarthy factor and everything is involved, but then you add in the fact that Jim Henson's legacy is involved and that's not, that's not what you want. So, uh, yeah, I think the, uh, what was the tagline? Less sesame, more street or something like that. Yeah. No, you just don't, you don't need that. But but yeah, it was offensive, it, yeah. racist. Cooper loved uh, it though. I'll be honest, he was big yeah. fan. <laughs> Your kid loved it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Granted, you take him to an NC seventeen movie every week, so right, right. Just he's, got he's hard. Best of them. It was... It's so hard to find a theater that's still showing Showgirls, but yeah, <laughs> they're around. <laughs> Happy time murders. Yeah, number four. What's your number four, Bry? My number four is a movie. That I caught on Amazon Prime, and uh, it caused a little controversy when it came out because it is horrible, and it was reviewed as such. And uh, the director, who's done some <laughs> some pretty decent work, this is uh, my number three, by the way. So okay, we're, good, we're perfect. In this is I'm talking about Life Itself, and uh, the director who they've done good work. The the uh, you know Crazy Stupid Love, and if you like This Is Us. Dan Fogelman did This Is Us and and other things, but he blamed the poor reviews for Life Itself on toxic masculinity of uh, critics. You know, because we People just are afraid to feel right. We're afraid to feel. They just can't. These these old critics, they just can't. They they don't want to hug. They they can't touch. They can't touch the insides of their hearts and really feel something, and it makes them scared. And it's uh, no, bro. It's it's because your movie sucks. I mean, it's a really, really <laughs> aggressively bad, terrible movie um, uh, that is also incredibly mean spirited and cynical and depressing, and not in the like dead poets society kind of depressing way. Just a <laughs> like, hey, Oscar Isaac's gonna shoot himself in the head like twenty minutes in this movie, right on screen. So. Have fun with that. It's it's so it's so 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 bad. And uh That's life, bro. Very yeah, right. And it's very It's <laughs> life itself, bro. Can't handle it. <laughs> Cut to credit. Uh, <laughs> um but but yeah, Richard, you can speak to this more than I get. Extremely can I? <laughs> extremely pretentious on top of 
Everything uh, else. Yeah, Extremely no, I can speak to that. I'm wearing a cardigan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, a... <laughs> yeah, super pretentious. It's a, it's a, it is a heat check of all heat checks. <laughs> right. And uh, it uh, hard off the backboard that, you know, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. Brian, you know, you've hit a couple you're feeling good. And you're like, ah, I'll pull up from 40. I yeah. got this in a game. Sure. And then you just want to walk off and get some Gatorade. Right. This is that. Or like when you, this is somebody that. Else, yeah. When you uh, get invited to someone else's league game and you jack a 30 foot three on the first shot of the game and miss by, I don't know, 14 feet, something like that, just to show them. That you're uh, you're gonna shoot threes from out here. Mm-hmm. That's because I've done that. That's that's the same thing. <laughs> same yeah, thing. but I was in that game as well. And right when that hit the, right when that shot went in the air, I gave it a. be a great bit. Is just adding down with the sickness to movie trailers. That that would be amazing. It. I love it. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> the anticipation that it builds up is what's great too. Yeah, he's like, right. "Can you feel wow. this?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I am on my number three, which was Robin Hood. Mm. Um, Richard, what was your number three? Has it been mentioned? Uh, it's Life Itself. So, okay. we're, and we're my number three was The Spy Who Dumped Me. So we've covered Spy All Dumped Me. Movies. Okay. All right. My number two is Mute. Oh, oh, that's my number two, Kent. Nice. Best friends forever. Two sides. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mute I think was... we're gonna have the same one and two, just maybe yeah. down in reverse order. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. My number one's very obvious too. <laughs> yeah, mine is. If it's not, then I've done a horrible <laughs> job this year. Uh, mute was maybe career-endingly bad for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, I think so. uh, Paul I think Red so. will survive. Yeah, Duncan Jones. I don't know. Yeah, he might be done. He might, after it. Warcraft and then mute. It's woo. Might be yeah. might be the end. But yeah, it was offensively bad. That that mm-hmm. that's how the Happy Time Murders and mute and my number one get get onto the the top. When you're when you swing for the fences on some of the jokes on like the uh, you're if you're gonna call out a particular I don't know race or gender or whatever it's got to be funny or otherwise it's offensive <laughs> like that's the kind of trade-off you have that's, to have and when you yeah, don't exactly. have that there's an equation on you that sure. you suffer and it's just offensive it's not funny uh you're, you're you know like what sasha baron cohen does he gets away with because it's funny right if he was doing it and no he wasn't getting a laugh from anyone then he would be like shunned from society yeah, there's there's thought behind it, and it's right purposefully ironic in a way. Yeah, this is uh, mean spirited and tone deaf, and trying to be futuristic and cool and edgy, and it's the opposite of all that. Mute was god awful, and it, <laughs> honestly, the way Netflix turned out turned things around this year is yeah is a case study in its own right that we should probably get the VIPs. <laughs> in on it is fascinating yeah the way the way and they just dropped a, a bomb of oh by the way we're almost doubling what we're going to charge you and everyone was like oh okay we're good with it because it's probably worth it in the end you know today otherwise it's not the movie passing of rebellion <laughs> from everybody that owns the product or, or uses the service so mm-hmm. yeah mute was is is fascinatingly bad that's how yeah. bad it is mm-hmm. uh so yeah, yeah. 
Duncan Jones might be the most disappointing director to me. And in, in I was so high on him coming from uh, from Moon, and then even Source Code I thought was pretty solid. And yeah. then we've we've been on a bad we've been on a bad path. But like Warcraft is bad, sort of in an ambitious way. Like you can see why it didn't work, but it you can also see why it was a movie that he wanted to do and. The craft that get it craft that went into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm still not with you. Can you spell it out a I little can, more? <laughs> I can see that, but this is like you just kind of want to go back in time and um, say, "Hey, buddy, uh, don't don't do this." And the reason I actually kind of think I hate the uh, my number two movie more than this movie because this was my number one. Mute was my number one, but I tend to say if it's coming down to two bad movies that I dislike and one of them has a big subplot about pedophilia for no reason, then that one is the worst one. So it's number one for me as the worst movie. That rule never applies to anything (laughs) I do. Maybe the only time I've ever had to apply that rule to the movie conversation, but uh, good. so good on you for that, Duncan Jones. Yeah. Number um, one's pretty offensive, too, with one of their uh choices. I think, or your number two, rather, my number one. Yeah. 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 So my number yeah. My number one is The Predator. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Two for me. Yeah. What what made it number one for me, they're both very offensive. Mm-hmm. Uh what made it number one for me is that it kills a, fr- a franchise that I liked and think has an audience somewhere, somewhere down the line on some platform. I don't know if it's movies, I don't know if it's a TV series, if they do an exclusive series on crackle or whatever that you know they (laughs) whatever they find and they're like all right Mm -hmm. cool predator fans can be happy and and it's and it's cool uh again then i'm good with that because uh this was not it and this might have killed shane black's career too uh this is needs to take a time out if not good at all um and i can't believe olivia munn didn't walk off the set on several occasions throughout Mm -hmm. the the movie let alone made this movie let this movie come out i mean sure her contract negated her from being able to just say i'm not going to be in the movie take me out of the movie you know a kind of thing but uh she probably should have um that i don't think i've ever been that offended in a theater maybe billy lynn that was the closest <laughs> yeah. the closest yeah. i've come to being that offended in a theater well, we was, don't was offend billy easily lynn. that's what's you no, know, we're the I'm, ones saying this. I mean, we're, I'm we're like, probably on the especially a movie like the Predator, which is like okay, they're in the army, or it's Gosh. science fiction, or there's this weird. It's supposed to be weird and dumb and gory or whatever. Um, I can p- pass on a lot of things, not this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think for me, on the offensive side of things, and there's a lot of issues just scripting and you know just movie stuff but i i think it's one thing to have character or characters in a movie that say and do bad things that's you know we can't not everyone not every character in a movie ever is going to be you know the epitome of class and uh moral high ground and all these sorts of things it's that's that's part of that's part of uh you know movies and tv and everything what we don't want and then i think that's very much what this movie was. It very much felt like all of the characters were written specifically so that Shane Black could say all the terrible things that he wanted to say under the guise of like, oh, but it's a character in a movie. But it really felt 
very I think very personal of like this is just this is just Shane Black trying to get away with something not these characters say dirty things because they're in the army or whatever it was uh <laughs> much much worse than that and and then then you even beyond that you have to factor in uh I mean quite literally every plot point of the movie that makes no sense I mean there's nothing there's nothing within the movie just structurally that works and there's a alien dog that follows them around for large portions of the movie for it's some a predator reason. dog and yeah cuz it got shot in the head so now it's on their team obviously um really 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 terrible yes and and remember worst, the ending the ending the might year. be the best part of the whole thing cuz it there's it's such a clear clear setup for the sequels that are surely never to come at this point yeah Yes, I, I sadly I remember, and that's but why again, it's my number one. Other than all of that, though, other than all that, a, it was a great. minus. Yeah. yeah, great movie or greatest movie? If you had to pick between the two, <laughs> Brian, I guess great. Uh, okay, just... we'll put you down. Great movie, <laughs> The Predator. Gonna Brian back Gil. me into that corner. Uh, <laughs> all right, um, let's uh, take a little bit of a break here um, by doing our little interstitial awards here. Mm. And uh, it's a big word there, Kent. It's a good one. I've got a few independent awards that I'm going to give out that I uh, came up with, and you guys can free, feel free to chime in on these. But um, these are a little bit last minute. Um, so 2018's Swing and a Miss Award this year, I have crowned to Steve Carell. Ah, sad. Swing and a Miss. Mm. He, he swung for the fences all out on the Oscar yeah. stuff. Beautiful Boy, Vice, and uh, Welcome to Marwin. None of n- none of those three worked, and I think the hey, the, the y'all should bring the Office back voice this year has been louder than ever in his his ear. So that probably makes it even harder to deal with box office, uh, not bombs, but not successes or bombs, two bombs and one not success. But um, but yeah, Steve Carell, love you, boy. Uh, love you, buddy, and uh, hope hopefully a beautiful boy um, is not a career ender or beautiful boy won't be like a that. career. No, ender. He's, no he's not a career ender, but like those movies. he's he's I mean, good. Yeah. but like they were, I don't, I don't know. Beautiful boy was such. It was the best of the Oscar three. Bait. Yeah, I mean, that, that was like that one. Maybe was, the that, most I've ever seen. Uh, m- maybe Anne Hathaway and Les Mis. But that was like, which she won for, so it was worth it. But yeah, that was so on everyone's part. Like, we're going to win an Oscar with this. Welcome to Marwin. It's just Zemeckis and that Spielberg apparatus is just like people, I don't get it. I mean, I get the Spielberg part, but even Brian has to admit that part of the Spielberg thing is weird. The mocap thing is, he needs to stop with that. Yeah. And then he was fine as Donald Rumsfeld. Everyone gets why he does that. I mean, McKay. That's his like fifth McKay mm-hmm. movie, so that's mm-hmm. fine. But, ooh, man, I, uh, oh man, yeah, rough year for old Steve. I'll be interested to see. He's got the he's got the Apple show coming with uh, Jennifer Aniston, right? That's his next. Yeah, thing. yeah. The morning. We'll TV see one. about that. Yeah, he's Matt Lauer, right? That's who he's playing. I mean, but the script was written in 2013, so it should should go well. Plays Matt Lauer. <laughs> wow. Nothing's changed since then or anything. Nope. They locked it in, dude. Production's production. So, no. no I totally but it is about a morning show. 
I, I totally think Steve Carell is going to win an Oscar someday. I think I he agree. Oh, yeah. talent. I mean, he's been very close several times already. I remember Foxcatcher, he was up there in the conversation. Um, but, you know, if you had gone back in May of 2018 and looked at the fall, I'd be like, wow, Steve Carell is going to own this fall with what he had coming out. But it uh, didn't it didn't turn out that way. And um, here's my other award, and we'll get on to our MVPs. It's called, Oh Hey, It's That Person That's in Everything Award. And uh, <laughs> this year it goes to Claire Foy, who is in everything in mm. 2018. Brian's a big Claire Foy fan. Uh, I haven't seen The Crown, but my limited experience, don't get it. Not not understanding Yeah, it. no, I'm with you. I'm not a bit. I, I thought you were, I really liked her in First Man. No. One of you did. I didn't get it. I don't understand. I liked her in first I liked her in uh First Man. I liked her in Unsane. Did. did you see Unsane? Um, but Unsane. I was I was I'm not I saw her on SNL this year. I did not I wasn't a fan of that, uh her hosting. Um I think she's fine. I think she's fine. I don't know if she's my MVP quality of sure. actress, sure. which yeah. we'll talk about. But uh, it, it it doesn't not everybody can be that. I think mm-hmm. she she's totally totally charming and is good at what she does and it depends on what she does whether we'll find her charming or not, which is Can we true Can with we most name people. this the Sarah Paulson? But she's, she was in everything. Hey, you're in everything yeah. award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Sarah Paulson award. Yeah. Yeah, the Sarah Last the, year it was on. what's his name? Timothy uh no, uh what's his name from uh Get Out? And three billboards and, and everything. Oh, it was Caleb uh, Landry Jones. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was, was, he was a Paulson Award winner. He was. He was a Paulson. <laughs> all right. The Paulsons. Um, <laughs> the Paulsons. Uh, all right. That moves us to our MVP of the year. And my MVP is uh, Emily Blunt. Yeah. And mine she, too. Hey, oh, unanimous. Three. Steph Curry. High wow. five, guys. He did it. Yeah, she uh, she really showed her range this year with doing a quiet place and also doing Mary Poppins and I've heard carrying of both those, of those to yeah. new to new heights and carries herself with such grace and uh, so ta- and super talented and looks great with an umbrella. Yeah, as we like here. It's a big deal around this, these parts. And it's super funny on uh, with her husband when they were talking about A Quiet Place and everything. I thought they were very charming. She's, and She's the and best. You get asked a lot of the same questions on a lot of those shows, and I thought the way they handled a lot of that was was good. But, um, but yeah, she she is an all-around great um, actress, and mm-hmm. I want her to be involved in Marvel more or something. You know, I just – I want – I want something bigger for her. I thought Mary Poppins would be bigger, honestly, than it has been. Um, but I think uh, great, great days ahead for mm-hmm. for the uh, Emily Blunt camp. I'm I'm buying in on my Emily Blunt <laughs> stock right in 2018. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. It seems like a lot of people kind of discovered her this year because of these two movies, and and um, which is fantastic because she's great and she's been great for she would be great in like star wars over man. a decade yeah oh she's awesome she could i mean Wouldn't there's she? i'm She'd sure she has some bad yeah. movies on her resume somewhere but she she is somebody who is just she's great in she is capable of true greatness in every movie that she does she's and you can put her in 
You could put her in virtually any movie, and she would be fantastic. She's awesome. I love her so much. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that it seems like people's, uh, I don't know, mass audiences maybe discovered her a little bit this year because of these two movies. She was, she went from leading lady to movies, movie star this year. I agree. That's a great. She way was to like put it. great way to firmly put it. leading lady beforehand, and I think people knew her, but now she is, you know, in the genderless movie star. Not that she's genderless, but you know what I mean. That tier where yeah. it doesn't matter who, what you can. You open a movie, you know, mm-hmm. which is great. That's yeah. what we want more of, especially uh, from the from the female side of things. Mm-hmm. Awesome, absolutely. Emily Blunt, unanimous MVP. Um, let's do most disappointing and uh, most surprising. So let's roll with most disappointed. Richard, what's your most disappointing uh, movie of the year? Yeah, my biggest disappointing was was Vice, just because I was so mm-hmm. excited for Same. it and uh, in my in my uh, wheelhouse and all that. And it it wasn't like it wasn't anywhere near my bottom ten of the year, but it it's it's not in my top ten of the year either, which is a huge huge shock. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's Vice. It's just uh, it's not a career ender for anyone involved. I felt I'm still excited about everybody, and uh, I still think you know um, McKay has great film more great more and more great films in him and this certainly is uh all that but it just it just doesn't doesn't land the way you want it to so it's disappointing to me same for you brian yeah yeah same here i'm almost exactly what you said like i i would give it like a b and that's fine it's a it's a the performances are outstanding um we'll have our fake oscar ballots out at the beginning of next week and i would be very surprised if i mean i'm i'll put um christian bale on my my uh my ballot he's great i thought Corell was great i just thought sam rockwell was pretty bad and that's a bummer because i i mean rockwell is one of my five that favorite really actors but it really was it bad. was i mean it was mm, i don't want to give like a full-on review it just it seemed like if you're gonna do that with with the george bush character then you might as well have cast will ferrell i mean it was it was a real real odd and, and kind of a misfire on that front just just a lot of things with the movie that were off by five degrees, and that adds up to a a, a real pretty big swing and a miss to me, and a and a big disappointment given the subject matter, the cast, how great the Big Short is, um, all of these things. And and I'm with you. I'll I'll continue to be excited about Adam McKay movies, but this was one where you just want to be like, hey man, you need this. I, for me, as much as anything, someone in the process to kind of temper what was happening on on page and on screen, just to um kind of focus things by uh you know twelve percent or something just bring it home a little bit better it was, it was a major a major letdown for me because i too i felt like this was going to be a top five or ten movie of the year and instead um by the end of it i was kind of not i kind of disliked it by the end and that was a real a real bummer what was yours kent what was your disappointment of the year um my dis my biggest disappointment of the year uh, is kind of a tie between Ocean's Eight, okay, and Pacific Rim Uprising, <laughs> because I really like Pacific Rim, the property, and I want great things for it. But that one's gonna, is just headed in the wrong direction, so that's disappointing. And uh, Ocean's Eight is another property yeah. that I, I hate. All females, in yeah. fact, the one that <laughs> I'm currently clear. with in the same room, I hate her. Um, Subzo, yeah. the The thing about Ocean's 8 is that I do love the property and I like the people involved. And mm-hmm. if you had sold, like, sell me on the premise and the pitch and everything, and I'm all in. I'm all in on it. But the, the results were just weren't there. And that's sad. 
So yeah. Ocean's Eight, biggest one of my biggest disappointments of the year for sure. Um, considering the people involved and everything. Yeah. Uh, let's go to biggest surprise, something that maybe you didn't see coming and uh, and caught your eye this year. I'm gonna go with Brian first for this one. So I tried to pick a movie that uh, wasn't going to wind up in my top ten, but just something that was a, maybe in consideration there, since we're going to talk about a ton of movies uh, in a minute here that are you know our best of the year. I really didn't know much about American Animals going in. It kind of had very limited trailers, and which is a good thing. It's just a fun thing you can do sometimes is not give away everything in the trailer. I know that's weird and crazy. Uh, but it, it was, it's just, I don't know, maybe Hollywood should try that strategy just a little bit more. I didn't really know what the format was going to be. I wasn't sure if the, uh, the cutbacks between the actors and the real people, if that was real or if those were just other actors that were kind of, it was, a, it was a very interesting and, um, fun movie going experience. It was like kind of a real mystery to just kind of watch it unfold and i wasn't sure what was i don't know it kept me on my toes without being like a thriller it was a very interesting and 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 fun kind of odd movie that uh had a couple of great performances in it too evan peters may end up on my oscar ballot at the end of the year and and uh made for fun also fun wikipedia searching after the movie was over just to see what what of that was real and what of it was not but uh yeah american animals was kind of came out of nowhere and was was a one of the better one of my top 20 25 movies of the year and uh and i was very very satisfied with that that, that viewing um i'm going to go with my biggest surprise uh of the year is oh man I'm gonna narrow it down. <laughs> this one's tough. I've got a couple of ones that I wanna wanna go with. Richard, go with yours. I can't decide. Yeah, so I don't want to go with two again. Sort of uh, some uh, symbolic or prescriptive or whatever of of the year kind of being a down year to me. So my biggest surprise was also negative. Um, my biggest surprise was kind of how bad Solo was because I <laughs> I kind of have two disappointments. So that's like. I mean, granted the the dysfunction on set and stuff, but that's I just rewatched that because that's hit cable or whatever uh, streaming, and uh, it's just uh, it's just surprising that that character and infrastructure around it can make it's not an F minus minus or anything, but it's just kind of a bad movie, not a very good movie, and that's a, that was a big shocker to me. If you're not surprising, if you don't have an awesome script on that, then don't make it. I I honestly don't mind that. Uh, I mean, they brought back the Kasdans for it to do it. I mean, it's it's kind of as authentic as you, I mean, I'm what I'm surprised is that Star Wars is it killed Star. I mean, the fandom around it, the backlash, everything surrounding it, and thanks to you know the Last Jedi and then the 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 backlash from that, then right into Solo was not good, and uh, that's what's disappointing about the whole thing is that the reception was negative. It, it was almost dead in the water because the, the the taste in everybody's mouths from the backlash of The Last Jedi and what was happening online with with uh Kelly Marie Tran and everything was happening and it just wasn't a good time. So so yeah. But that is definitely disappointing when anytime a Star Wars movie doesn't work out. And I should know since I picked it in the uh in the and, draft. And more than that, a, a a freaking Han Solo Star Wars movie. That's what's... yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's yeah. some weird, you know, about it's more some droid. Like, on some hey, planet. let's not mess around with these iconic characters. And I'm very yeah. anxious to see 
And I don't want to go down a Star Wars tangent, but I'm very anxious to see like how they correct that. The fact that Ryan Johnson killed off all the legacy characters and I don't know if they were banking on Carrie Fisher being around for episode nine. Um, but she's obviously not going to be. And now they have zero original Star Wars characters. So they're bringing back Lando literally for it, you know, like they don't have anybody and they're probably realizing like, oh crap, this might not be good. You know, maybe we actually need Star Wars to kind of have Star Wars in it, you know, and not just rely on these new characters that if they don't work, they don't work and people aren't attached. But yeah, Solo was one that I that I circled back to and and um I'm actually I think I think time will do better on Solo than than maybe like a movie like Rogue One. I think Rogue One people will mm-hmm. sour on and I think people will grow on Solo. I still love Rogue time. One. Rogue One might be my favorite of the of the modern group. I know I'm crazy, yeah. but uh, I like that Neeks, one a lot. Yeah. I'm with Kent. I'm on the opposite end of that. I uh Solo was much closer to my top whatever 25 than it was anything i i've I've enjoyed it on the uh on the rewatches and rogue one is the one that just doesn't 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 hit for me still all right um i guess that's it uh no i gotta go my biggest surprise um one that i was surprised that i it's not on my top 10 or anything but it was surprised that i kept kind of returning to it and i keep seeing people talk about it is annihilation and mm. I will say it did have one of the best, most memorable sequences of the year. It was the ending and the, I don't know, I want to go into spoilers, but just the whole ending sequence of Annihilation was a big surprise. And I didn't expect to be thinking about that one in December when we saw it in like February or March of last year. Um, and so, yeah, that one was, it was one that I think popped up on Obama's top movies of the year list too, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Annihilation. One that I didn't expect to be thinking or talking about, uh, this time last year. So yeah, biggest surprise. Nice. Um, okay. Let's do the top 10 now. Any honorable mentions for you guys? Uh, my, my honorable mention I, I, on the blog, I put up uh, my like 11 through 25 on my my list uh, oh. up to uh, to this episode, so I'll, I'll finish it out uh, in written form at some point. But didn't want to give away the episode. My number eleven movie of the year was Blind Spotting with uh, David Diggs and Raphael Cazal, which was one of the last movies I saw this year. But gosh, I loved it, and it is it's stuck with me. It's it's been I don't know three or four weeks since I've seen it, and it's still um, I don't know. I just I keep going back to the craft and making it, and the the uh, very important social messages and the extreme comedy. It's a really funny movie that also I think really gets it, obviously gets it very right on the, the social side of things. And it was very, diff- that was the only movie that was legitimately difficult for me to leave out of my, my top 10 this year. And I, you know, I always think when I make the, these lists of the top 10, I'm like, man, what am I going to go back on in in two or three years and think, gosh, I'm stupid for keeping that out. And that, this this that might be it that might be the one that um i think it will have greater legs because it got no real release and no marketing and anything like that i think if that if it's a movie that winds up on hulu or netflix or something could have some real legs uh later this year and then it much more so than it did in theaters and and it was man it's really it's really really good awesome um i've got a couple of honorable mentions that i know probably Actually, one might make y'all's list, but uh, I'm going to go my 15 through 11, I guess. Number 15 for me was Halloween. 
uh, reboot. Number 14 was Hereditary. Number 13 was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number 12 was Blaze. And number 11 was Sorry to Bother You. Oh yeah. What have you seen, Blaze? No, dude, Bro? I I can't find it. I, it's you not. You gotta see it. I know, and I that was number one on my list of movies that I'm I haven't gotten to that I really want to. But it it I genuinely I there's no I cannot find it on demand. There's no DVD mm-hmm. out. It's it's impossible to find. I know it's a small wow. movie, but I'll have gosh. to find it for you. Then. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to yeah. get your get your help getting that because I and that'd be a that red box so thing too. Right up my alley, and I can't. I just I haven't been able to find it. It's a real frustrating. Anyway, yes, I want to see that. Paul bad. Newman's Blaze, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's on I know. Amazon that, right now. That that's the biggest problem is like if you search Blaze, you're just going to get some really. I mean, there's so many results that are not that have nothing to do with this movie. So anyway, that's something that I uh, I would really like to see. Uh, you said sorry to bother you. Have you seen Have you seen Blind Spotting, Kent? No, I have not. I felt like because I saw Sorry to Bother You, and that was I was so with that up until the last like twenty minutes, and then I was like, nope, I'm out. This mm-hmm. is you took it too far, and I felt like blind spotting. Blind spotting was what I th- what Sorry to Bother You was up until its last twenty minutes, if that makes sense. And that's gotcha. That was why I ended up with that one in um, higher up than than Sorry to Bother You. Sorry to Bother You is very good as well. Yeah, I, it was really different. I really like the uh, uh, artistic value of "Sorry to Bother You" and the, the satirical uh, value as well. But um, but yeah, and two horror movies. I said it was good to hear for horror movies in general, and uh, those were among the two best. And and Blaze, like I said, you need to check out. Um, yeah, but definitely. yeah, those are my honorable ones. Did you have any RB? No, no, I'm a, okay. I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> I kept, I was like you, Brian, on Letterbox. I kept track of. Mo- I I have a top thirty five instead of a top ten, mm-hmm. like because I kept. I guess anyone that I would consider maybe putting on the list, I put on that list. So I have it narrowed down to thirty five. So, um, we'll see. We'll see how we gro- see how we roll. I have, I have a feeling we're gonna have very different lists in a, yeah. a lot of areas. So, all right, let's. Uh, I guess I'll break the seal, Brian, with number ten, top ten. Yeah, my number 10 is one I, I think will probably be on at least one of your, if not both of your lists, uh, that really enjoyed. And I'm I'm surpr- I'm very excited for the future of both the star and the writer-director, and, and that's uh, Eighth Grade uh, was my, my number 10 on the year. And, and I expect we'll yep. I expect we'll have – well. yeah, I, like I said, I figured it'd pop up with you guys, and I expect it will have some Oscar push in uh, a, a couple of categories when, uh, when those nominations come out uh, next week. Awesome. What about you, Arby? Ten. Yeah, my number ten is Black Klansman. Uh, nice. I really, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, movie that, you know, kind of. Uh, everyone talks about a hits the moment or something with the David Duke thing and all that, but it's also just. I like when Spike Lee makes entertainment, entertaining movies. Like I love Inside Job. Um, I think he's his sensibility and kind of political anger mm-hmm. is best directed through more traditional popcorn cinema than it is his more art house stuff, at least at this age. And, and I thought this was a really enjoyable, well done film and uh, the cast is great. And, you know, a lot more fun than the subject matter could be. Yeah. Yeah. I love black. That's number nine on my list. So that's I, it's I number love. nine on mine. It's Sweet. number nine. Look on at mine that. Too. Look at that. I, yeah. yeah, it's, it's so, it's really good, really well done. And, um, I know I'm with you, RB. It's, it's, 
I think sometimes Spike gets a little lost in the weeds. And yeah. I might this... have said inside job. I'm an inside man, but whatever. Yeah. If I but, can't but believe... when he hits it, it's yeah. he he really hits it. And this was a to me, this was a, a kind of a home run. I can't believe there's an actual conversation going on in the critical community or definitely on Twitter about that. We need Bohemian Rhapsody to win Best Picture this year. I know. When a movie it's, like Black Klansman exists, like Black Klansman is masterpiece level. Like it is so good. It's it's thought provoking. It's cinematic. It's clever. It's funny. It's dark. It's it's everything you want in a Spike Lee movie for sure. It, it hits every note. Brilliant acting, and then but we got to get Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Bohemian, but but dude. Freaking, we will rock you, guys. Come on. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Say what you want about it, but I mean, it has a lot of great Queen yeah. songs in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's seriously the argument. It has more good Queen songs in it than any other film this year, and I think that speaks for itself. You can't argue that. Like, I, I can't believe if 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 Bohemian Rhapsody gets a better shot at Best Picture, I will be. Oh, that yeah. is that's a travesty, man. That is. That's disgusting, actually, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, All I, right. don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand. My number 10 is Roma from oh, nice, uh, nice. Alfonso Cuauhtémoc. Um, you said, Brian, earlier that there wasn't any like real knock-em-out-of-the-park masterpiece-level movies this year. I think Roma is probably the closest thing to that mm. uh, as far as ones that maybe in 10 years we're going to be talking about or still analyzing and breaking down. Um, I thought it was the most well-shot movie of the year. If it doesn't win Best Cinematography, I'll be blown away. If it doesn't win Best Director, I'll be blown away. Um, I don't know if it has the esteem to win Best Picture, considering the Netflix thing, or even get nominated for Best Picture, but uh, I think it will definitely get the love that it deserves. I thought it was great and definitely worthy of at least the top 10, so it's in my number 10. And um, Yeah. I think it. I thought it was uh, fantastic. It's, it's cool to see directors that are on the level of Coron, who did Gravity, which is technically probably the most challenging thing you could do. Really do the opposite of that and do it well. I really mm. like that. It shows the versatility and uh, and um, not a lot of directors can 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 do that. And he did it very very well. Roma, number ten. Nice. Um, my number nine was Black Klansman. Your number nine was Richard. Uh, my number nine was Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <clears throat> Pardon me, Buster Scruggs. Uh, oh, cool. So, yeah, I know you guys did an episode on that. I didn't get to talk much about it, but, mm-hmm. you know, Cohen's doing Cohen things. Uh, fun to watch them play with that form and medium. Um, and and I just, I, yeah, I just, I thought it was really, really masterfully done and well done, and, and uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I had that as my number 17 right ahead of uh, Isle of Dogs and right behind Creed 2 on my list. Nice. Um, Ryan, where'd you have it? Did you uh, have it I think I think I had it at 18, something like that. So right right mm-hmm. around that same thing. I think I had Isle of Dogs right ahead of it and uh, I can't remember. Something else right behind it that was, you know, that we'll probably talk about at some point. Here. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree, Richard. I really enjoyed it. I need to revisit it again. Brian and I did a little, uh, little bonus episode for, I think, for mm-hmm. the VIPs uh, for that. But, um, but man, that was... Definitely uh, an experience. I'll say that it, it a lot of twists and turns in two hours. Also, you know, yeah, and uh, something yeah, totally different, different. And, mm-hmm. and really appreciated that. So that's a great, great entry into the top ten. Mm-hmm. 
Brian is your number nine. You did Black Klansman. Yeah, you number said? nine was Black Klansman. Uh-huh. Okay, number ten. You already did too. My number yes, eighth grade was number ten. Okay, cool. My number eight is eighth grade. So um, this was probably the best comedy of the year. I'm looking at my list. I don't have any more comedies really. Yeah, I I do, but not as comedic as this. So. Uh, Bo Burnham did a great job, great acting, really nailed it on the time period in which he represented because that was the time period in which I was in around eighth grade or whatever, you know? So, uh, this is probably one of the more accurate movies you can, accurate depictions of eighth grade that I've seen, uh, or middle school life or whatever you want to say youth life or whatever. So this was, uh. Not at the level of Lady Bird, but it was close to it in terms of reflecting my youth. So, for example, uh, like I said, Lady Bird like, took place in, what, 2002, Richard? Something like that? Uh, yeah, two this, or three or four, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, this was not as reflective as Lady Bird was when, when I was in eighth grade, but it reflected my eighth grade time probably better. Does that make sense? Mm. It, it didn't take place in the same year. It wasn't set in the same years, but yeah. it probably was more... Felt like my eighth grade way more than uh, than Lady Bird was reminiscent of my my youth, or like a John Hughes movie would have been reminiscent mm-hmm. of my youth. So I thought Bo Burnham did a great job of like actually finding that voice of of how it felt. So so yeah, number eight. I had to put it at eight because of eighth grade, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your eight, RB? Uh, my number eight was Old Man and the Gun. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. cool. Yeah, yeah, just a. Uh... We did a really charming on that film. Too. Yeah, charming, lovely little film and uh really enjoyed it. This this is where you start going. Uh maybe this wasn't the deepest year, but uh I thought a a really a really fine film and I I you know, love the director. Fun to see Robert Redford. I don't think this will be a send off, but if it is, then that's great. Perfect perfectly fitting and, and uh it's just SpaceX great as well. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I had it on my list too. We'll get to that um, a little bit later. Nice. What's Very your nice. number eight, Brian? My number eight was Crazy Rich Asians, um, which okay. I was I was just blown away by the um, the acting's great. The setting is so it, it's just a really really well done movie and highlights um, a culture that I think it's often neglected or forgotten in film and. Uh, the cast is is great. Constance Wu is a gem, and I love her. And I'm I'm so glad that she had this kind of platform to uh, show her. I mean, she's a she is a star, and, and this was a, definitely a coming out party for her. So, um, yeah, I, I love Crazy Rich Asians, and I'm I'm excited for what is going to happen with that. I mean, that's a full franchise at this point because it made a ton of money, and there's uh, there's more books to base on base movies on, but I it. I feel like the I feel like the date night movie is kind of uh, like a, of a bygone era at this point, and uh, more and more anyway, more and more movies kind of either cater. It's like kind of the the uh, the Nicholas Sparks type movie where it's it's kind of it's it's very difficult to sit through if you don't enjoy that kind of movie, or it's like well we went to see a I don't know a comedy or a superhero movie or something like that, and this was really. I don't know. It kind of it fit the, the the a little bit more of a typical date night type movie, and then also was 
incredibly good on top of that. It, it, I felt like it could have mm. very easily just sat back and been a fun, good movie. And instead, um, there's a lot more ambition within the movie than I than I would have expected, really, and and pulled off incredibly well. So number eight for me is uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Awesome. Um, are we on to number sevens now? Yeah. I'm ready, yeah. All right. Uh, number seven for you, Richard. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, nice. uh, yeah. I love Mary Poppins, man. I enjoyed this greatly. Uh, as we aforementioned, Emily Blunt's fantastic, and uh, I... They don't make movies like that so much mm. anymore, and so it's enjoyable when they do. And I, I, I found myself transfixed and continue to be uh, happy that it exists. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a, a good number seven of my year. Nice. nice. She's the best. Great, great one. That was great. She was. I think that was number twelve on my list overall. Um, and really, I loved it. I loved it much more. Honestly, very. You were high on it going in, RB. I and I was a little. A little more skeptical. I didn't. I just didn't realize how much I loved Mary Poppins until I was watching the movie. A like, good musical the can do that, man. Yeah, you know, it was it's great. Like, wow, it's I didn't really realize cool. how much I love musicals until a good one. Yeah. You see it, and you're like, wow. Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen it, so I can't attest. Might be on. Might have been on my list had I made it by by the deadline, but I did not. Um, okay, my number seven is kind of musical, and it's Hearts Beat Loud. Yes. Um, yes. Number seven. Yes, yes. Um, got to this one in its theatrical run over the summer. Really random Saturday after lunch. I went and saw it and uh, really surprised by it. Just I was a Nick Offerman fan and saw that he was in it and didn't even know what it was about. Or, uh, But it was right down my alley. Uh texted Brian and said, you've got to see this because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the Offerman people that I know. It's right down his alley. It's got a little Wilco element to it. Which is always good, um, and it was a, is really stuck with me. So uh, it definitely was a top ten. It was higher earlier in the year, but um, definitely settled right in at number seven on my list. Hearts beat loud, worth checking out. I know it didn't have a big run theatrically, but it is worth checking out on on demand if you like um, coming of age movies, or f- you know, uh, if you're a fan of. I don't even know what to compare it to. That thing you do, or mm-hmm. um, what would you compare it to? Uh, high fidelity. Um, yeah, yeah. With the uh, high fidelity, with the I don't know, like a little less cynicism, a little I don't know, a little a little more positivity, perhaps mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 really good. It's that's number five on my list, and I oh cool um, was. Yeah, I had really. I don't think I'd even heard of the movie until you suggested it and or recommended it on an episode, and I mm-hmm. checked it out. I started watching. Lindsay and I don't watch a lot of movies together. Um, we watch a, a few TV shows, but um, anyway, I rented the movie and I started watching it in about twenty minutes, and I was like, I think Lindsay would really like this, so I st- I stopped it and we watched it the next night, and it was it's so good, and the music's great. It's really catchy mm-hmm. and and enjoyable. I bought the dumb vinyl, which is a you know, oh, nice! I didn't know they had but that. it's it's really good and um and sounds great. And man, uh, Kirsty Clemens is really good. She's kind of the supporting actress, kind of in the supporting role. Offerman's great, and it's really mm-hmm. it's a subtle little kind of understated performance. And I'm a sucker for that kind of uh, that kind of movie and that kind of role. So it, man, it it was. Yeah, I lo- I love this movie. It's and it's it's one that uh, can't. I think you would attest it's. 
you can recommend to just about anybody and mm-hmm. almost always trust that they a that they'll enjoy it, but b that they probably haven't seen it because it is it, it was very small and kind of came and went um, without real uh, yeah. you know wide release or anything. But yeah, love it, love that movie. Yeah, cool movie about kind of uh, band culture, record store culture, but also has a great father daughter kind of element to it and uh, really good feel good kind of comedy element to it. Hearts beat loud. Check that mm-hmm. one out. My number seven and Brian's number five. Oh, we're on to number six now for everybody. I, I think I have my my seven. Your seven. You already gave your seven. My seven is the last movie that I saw. I think we'll do an episode on it the uh, the end of this month. If assuming nothing changes uh, as far as the <laughs> the January early February release windows, uh, is if Beale Street could talk uh, by the Barry mm-hmm. Jenkins movie. I haven't seen it yet. I need to. It's so good, and it is, uh, it's beautiful and touching and has a, obviously a very important – a lot, a lot, a lot to say. And I think it – the hard part for a movie like this is it is so ensemble-driven that it's going to have a hard time getting any award buzz for the Oscars, at least from the acting categories. I, if I had a SAG vote, this would be my vote for uh, best performance by a cast. It's a – I mean, he got – so many um he got so many incredibly talented actors and put them into all of these roles to the point that i mean you get you get 12 or 15 people down the cast list and those the 7 to 10 minutes that they're in the movie is just as important and powerful as you know the lead characters and the lead actors and stuff and it's the music is obviously just magnificent and it's got an incredible score and, and a really great script. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it not necessarily, not always an easy movie to watch at times, but I mean, Barry Jenkins gets, it. I mean, he's, he's just, he's on a roll with between this and moonlight from the year before last. I mean, goodness, he's, he's, he's cooking and it's, uh, it's a great movie. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to, to see it and hopefully talk about it somewhere down the line. But, uh, some of the, some of the, just absolute best performances I've seen this year and uh, backed by and just outstanding, outstanding score. Awesome. Oh, I'm hoping to get to that one in the next week or two, um, but did not by the deadline. What, what's uh, the next number is six and we'll go to Arby for that. Yeah. My number six is a documentary. It's the, uh, won't you be my neighbor? It's Mr. Rogers film. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, who doesn't like this? I mean, this has got to be one of the highest Q ratings of of any movie out uh, the last couple of years. I mean, it's Mr. Rogers. We'll see how the Tom Hanks theatrical uh, biopic part does. But as a documentary, this hits all the right notes. And I tried to only do one doc, and I saw quite a few that were very good. Uh, but this sort of uh, this won the won won the category and, and made the top ten. Yeah, I had a couple of docs on my list. I ended up nixing them. And the other one I had on my list. Uh, was the Gary Shandling like four yeah, hour same. one, but I ended up nixing them for maybe we'll do a documentaries uh, episode at yeah. some point. But um, but yeah, that one was flawless, really. The Mister Rogers one, it was fantastic. Maybe one of my best, my favorite scenes of the year. It wasn't that uh, where they do the cleaning of the feet uh, scene and uh, explain that and and all that. Uh, Definitely worth checking out in 2018. I'll just say that, uh, Mr. Rogers. Won't you be my neighbor? Um, good, good choice, Richard. My number six has been mentioned. It's the old man and the gun. Brian nice. and I did an episode on it. 
Love David Lowry. Love everything he's about and has been doing. Mm-hmm. This is just further confirming that. Robert Redford is fantastic. Uh, Casey Affleck, say what you want about him. Um, and <laughs> then, yeah, this is just like it felt very Dallas-Fort Worthy, which is always good when you're living in Dallas-Fort Worth <laughs> for 30 years. And um, just was really an entertaining, you know, 90-minute experience and i can't wait to revisit it multiple times in the future old man and the gun another small little uh movie that came out that's worth worth checking out in the next couple of of weeks and months i'm sure robert redford might be up for an oscar for it so uh old man and the gun worth worth your time number six what's your number six bry uh, my number six is Black Panther, which was one of the, cool. I don't know, three or four first movies we saw uh, of 2018, and I've seen it, I don't even know how many times, because my kid, <laughs> I mean, I've said before, but I, I really think he thinks he's going to be Black Panther when he grows up, and I don't have the heart to break it to him, but he loves Black Panther, we've watched it uh, so many times, and uh, and it, man, it holds up, It I, I think it's one that you can very easily say i like it's not i don't know it there's no qualifiers for it it's not good for a superhero movie or a comic book movie or whatever it's just a really really good movie and um coogler is unbelievable as both writer and director and the way that he um crafts these movies i mean this was like a i don't know this was like blockbusters on on steroids like he really took it to a to an extreme level and made it so good and i, and I think it's gonna get I don't know if it's going to get Best Picture. I feel like it's definitely going to end up getting a script and uh, nomination when it's all sent in, and, and it really deserves it. And it's it's just, gosh, it just launched um, yet again another character and one that um, you know we we kind of need. It's a very important, culturally a very important character, and also Michael B. Jordan is great as always. So uh, yeah, the six for me was Black Panther. I should say too. I, I meant to say at the outside, I I had a I don't know if. I kind of doubt it will, but I don't know if Avengers is going to wind up with either of y'all on either of y'all's list. I cut it from mine because I felt like, uh, and it probably would have it would have fallen somewhere between like eight and fifteen or something like that. I just I felt like it was incomplete without seeing the second part, and so I I cut it out of my list altogether. So this was the mm-hmm. uh, for me at least this was the best of the Marvel movies. I loved Ant Man and the Wasp as well. Uh, best of the the actual MCU movies this year. Although I have another. Marvel adjacent movie uh, to come here in a second, but uh, anyway, Black Panther was uh, was just great, and I, I'm I'm super stoked to see maybe more than any other of the comic book movie characters, Marvel or otherwise, is maybe weren't the one I'm most excited about moving forward. Yeah, I uh, I did not have Avengers on my on my top ten. Okay, but, yeah. I, do you I, not show? You don't show Coop the uh, end of Avengers: Infinity War because he's so into into Black Panther. Uh, I I did. I mean, we took him to see it, and I I think he, I said it on the cool show. Well, I I think he's pretty practical. He's a really practical kid, and um, I, he got it. He understood what was happening, but he was just like, okay, well, I don't know. It's like maybe he, in some way, he kind of already understands. Like, well, it's a comic book movie. We'll we'll figure mm-hmm. this out. But I said because <laughs> Lindsay and I talked, we were like, should we take him to see this? Because I'm pretty sure some characters are going to die. And I literally said to her, well, the two he cares about are Spider-Man and Black Panther. And I know they're not going to die because we have these franchises that are building off of them. And then, spoiler alert, they both super die really graphically in at least one case. So it was, I was a little nervous. But now I think he kind of gets, I've been real like, 
hey man, these are gonna they're gonna come back. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get them both back in this next movie. Okay, all right, Dad. You know. So anyway, awesome. And he's got Ninja right. Maniac. That's I mean, this is his B right. B team right. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the Lars von Trier um, entire yeah, the filmography. Entire film, filmography. Is, the main you taking them to house of the jack built yet <laughs> right yeah oh yeah definitely definitely i mean <laughs> we uh dad dad nights at the angelica with Coop. yeah no, i mean you. right we you you know richard we crashed at richard's place so that we could see it um both at night and then we went back the next morning and watched mm-hmm. the, yeah. the matinee the night, as well. the 9 a.m yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The that was fun it was fun having breakfast with you guys before that that was a good right. one of our best times sorry about friends. all the crying again he's uh just hey, I mean, really <laughs> You know, it's really attached to to uh, Matt Dillon, um, but you know, you know, you understand. Well, I mean, obviously, he's, a, he's such a big Wild Things fan as a kid, so um, who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? All right, my number five is Eighth Grade. Uh, nice. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, no, love Bo Burnham, um, and I love his sensibility with with regard to the youth and the youth culture. And it's a really interesting generation to be studied, I think, because of they're basically the first full androids we've raised (laughs) in that they are, you know, the, the thing of, Hey, when do you think, uh, humans will be, uh, (laughs) completely bonded with machine? It was like, I don't know, about eight years ago. I think that's about it. You know, that, you know, seriously, like we are, you know, but at least we have some time before that. I think this generation now just grows up with technology and the internet as part, literally an extension of their brain. And so, uh, any sort of study you can do on that generation is interesting, even if it's something about about eighth grade. And uh, hold on, there's a woman coming in here. Uh, oh, sorry, Scarecrow got me again. But uh, eighth grade is fantastic. <laughs> Great greatness, very good, awesome. Yeah, love it. All right, my number five for me is that what we're on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, my number five. Uh, Brian mentioned it earlier. Is American Animals nice? And nice. I knew you were super high one. on that one more more so than me. Even so, yeah. Probably, and probably I got to mention, I kept trying to talk myself out of it, you know, out of out of taking it off the list. But I just keep coming back to it. It was so memorable, so different. You, like you said, Brian, you don't you you don't ever really know whether to think of it as a documentary or as a narrative movie. Um, Evan Peters, I can't believe more people aren't talking about him in this. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. It maybe has one may, may my favorite scene in the movie, which is kind of the the movie's about a heist, so it's an actual heist sequence in the movie that's just like, holy crap, what is going on? And he's a big part of that. But um American Animals is is one another one. You've got to check this out on I think it'll play very well on streaming or at your house or whatever. Worth checking out. American Animals is one that, like I said, I kept coming back to it. It stuck in my head all year and um, couldn't convince myself not to have it in the top 10. So it settled yeah. in at number five, uh, American Animals. Very Best nice. heist movie of Very the year, nice. for sure. And there were a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot of heists. I would agree with that. Um, all right. Uh, number five, Richard, you already did? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right, four. Oh, four for me. Pardon me. Uh, four for me was The Star is Born. One of my most anticipated, really great, uh, I think will be up for, for tons of awards. And, uh, you know, just a really great movie star movie of movie stars doing movie star things in a serious way. 
and uh, while being a remake and of the for the eighth time isn't isn't uh, comic book derivative and is sort of grounded in something real and the music's fantastic and of a of a year full of of many musicals that were good you know be them uh, Mary Poppins or Bohemian Rhapsody which sorry friends is a musical this is <laughs> this is the best in terms of of songs well I mean Queens. Queen songs are incredible, but mm-hmm. this is the best in terms of songs we haven't heard before. So yeah. uh, I thought that really excellent and uh, look forward to more from Cooper from, I think he's really interesting what his next directorial move will be. And it really cements him as a, a plus 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 lister. So yeah, stars born number four. We'll yeah. Definitely that was my number four as well. Higher. Oh, sweet, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm surprised it, didn't win every Golden Globe other than Best Song. Uh, very, I think a lot of people were surprised, including Bradley Cooper, on that one. Um, he's like, well, why did you sit me front and center? If <laughs> it's very <laughs> odd. Um, but yeah, man, really enjoyed it. Very emotional, uh, authentic, really, uh, you know, they nailed it, uh, both Bradley and Lady Gaga. I'm surprised she went by Lady Gaga with this. You don't, aren't you guys? That she didn't go by Stephanie, um, whatever her last name is. <laughs> Maybe she this. can't remember either. Maybe that's the problem. She can't remember the last name. Yeah, I was too. I is thought it was. Sure? I, I thought I mean, she would have just done her normal name. I don't think people call her Lady Gaga in real life. You know, no one's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, Lady Gaga." I know her Gaga. <laughs> pretty closely. I mean, obviously, podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of run in those circles. In right. uh, well, when you do Canadian news. Um and so no we all call her we all call her Gaga Stephanie Germanata that's her last yeah, name yeah no we're when we're at the we were man funny you say that uh I did a another Canadian hit last week and then I went over to Chris Jenner's house uh and Lady Lady Gaga was there and it was just, we just call her Ga in the community mm. and by the community I of course mean the industry sure for yeah. Gaga <laughs> hey what would you anticipate her net worth being if you were to guess. Roundabouts. Machine, tour. I don't know. 200, 200 mil? Yeah, I'd say 150. It's 150. 275. Woo-hoo-hoo. Lady Gaga. Woo. All right. Um, last, like the tail end. Maybe it's of because people, music money. they're just trying to sell tickets and they're like, yeah. all right, if people see Lady Gaga on a movie poster, they're going to go see it instead mm-hmm. of Stephanie Germanata yeah. or whatever. All right. Um, yeah, I love love stars more in number four for me. What we're, what's number four for you, Bry? Number four for me is uh, into the uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which I cool. loved, and I'm I'm still just blown away by the uh, the look and the the feel of it, and how how good the script is, and and the way that it was all it was all brought together um, worked worked uh, so beautifully. I think it should be nominated for best picture, not just uh, best animated film, and was uh, one of the as even as weird and out there as the visuals were, it was one of the more enjoyable movies, uh, movie going experiences for me of the year. So that's uh, that's number four for me. Awesome! It was uh, narrowly out of my top ten. Sweet. Definitely. Um, go to number three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, Richard, top three with you. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Tom Cruise uh, Whoa. skydives out of a freak from space. So, and he does do that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all you need to know. Like I said, good year for blockbusters. You have uh, 
this and a few others, which we'll talk about. Avengers, as, as Brian mentioned, was quite good. Uh, yeah, they, they did. They, this 2019 will be a year of remembered of, of, of good blockbusters and a few other things. But but this was such a fun movie. And we're getting two more, at least, it looks like, in, in mm. coming years. And as, as Kent said, I mean, he's got to jump from actual outer space, right? <laughs> yeah, or like, like it'll be great. If, you can do to one up it. It'll be <laughs> great. Jump from a if, moving train onto yeah. a flying jet or something it'll <laughs> it'll be great because like nasa and spacex and all these uh privately funded uh you know nasa's public but i mean and uh privately funded space exploration companies are like the the grand uh goal is we we colonize mars we land on mars and elon musk is doing it and we're we're getting there we're getting in just like tom cruise is like i figured it out i'm gonna <laughs> land on mars <laughs> for mission impossible nine right. or whatever like right. i got it I just want like him it's to, not uh, safe, Tom. It's not, we don't have it tested. He's like testing's. <laughs> all right, I'm good. Zenu's got me. We're gonna. I'm landing. We're good. I, I'm ready for him to host SNL too. That's never happened in the history of ever. That's I feel crazy. Like that would be. Yeah, you know, I think I feel like that would be uh, something that needs to happen in in this run of Mission Impossible's. Wow, that that's pretty high on your list. That's that's cool. I enjoy but, it. I love. I didn't know movies, didn't so. know how high it would settle for you guys or at all, but that's good. Number three might be all number right. two. Yeah, that means number two. <laughs> uh, my number three is First Man. Oh, nice, Damien Chazelle. Uh, I don't. This movie didn't really live up to what I wanted it to be, probably uh, acting wise, but I thought visually and. Uh, in terms of what I wanted it to represent with the space program and everything, I thought it lived up to that. And I thought it was, is underappreciated for that. Um, I was blown away by the sequences of them actually flying in the rockets and the, uh, impossibility of going to the moon and the feeling of actually being there, what that would feel like and things like that. Uh, I really appreciate it. And then it did have some good sentiment involved too. And uh, a little bit predictable and cheese at times, but, uh, I think Damien Chazelle is a is a competent filmmaker in this. Just yeah. uh, was another another solid one from him. First Man, I, I it was my most anticipated. I wish it was number one, but it's not. Um, but I think number three, slightly ahead of A Star Is Born, is uh, is probably right about where it should be. So uh, First Man, number three. Nice. What about you? Yeah, man. First Man, I I, I had in my top twenty five, and I. I'm I'm bummed by that because I was really pumped about that movie yeah. coming in and it just I, I it's very well made. It just I wish it was I don't I can't decide if it's if it's about um if my disappointment is more about the movie or if it's more about my anticipation going in, which is totally unfair mm-hmm. to hold, you know, a movie to my level of anticipation or whatever. That's not fair. So I I don't know. I can't decide, but I think it's technically brilliant and i don't i don't know if i'll ever watch it again it's a weird it's a weird thing for me um my number three gosh i kind of was i'm going back and forth still on again like my top three could could finish uh could really go in anywhere i'll i'll break this i'll go number three is a, a quiet place which was the best movie going experience i have had certainly of of the year and maybe uh of the, of the deck i mean just a great one of the rare times where the the uh, rest of the the theater was just as into and transfixed by the movie as I was, and 
You could not hear anybody. Nobody was, you know, eating popcorn or talking or being on their phone or anything like that because they just were totally mesmerized and terrified of what was happening on screen. Um, I think it's a, I mean, this year was great for Krasinski and showed what he is uh, capable of as both an actor and a director and and even a little bit as a writer. Uh, and then, of course, Emily Blunt's great. And, and, uh, and the girl, uh, Millicent Simmons, is awesome. And uh, the, 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 I don't know, the authentic, the, the uh, links that they went to to try to be as authentic as possible for, uh, for her and for uh, the deaf community was, was really cool and, and well done. And it had one of the more satisfying endings of uh of the year and it so anyway the this is the horror scary genre whatever is not really my thing obviously but when it is done well and extreme i mean this is just extremely extremely well done and and uh will be one that i think i feel like has a lot of pull moving forward like i think this is going to be a movie that people are still talking about in five or ten years um uh, you know trusting that hopefully the sequels or sequel goes goes well so uh yeah that's my that's my number three richard number two on to that two? means number two uh black panther yeah nice yeah no it's great and uh deserves all of its credit these are the type of movies that often get uh overhyped you know when when popcorn movies are are very good sometimes they're overinflated because hey whoa that was actually awesome but this is a very very good film exceptionally well-made and, and Coogler remains, I think one of the five great young filmmakers and uh, can't wait for what he does next. I guess it's, it's the sequel to this, right? Isn't he signed on? But, but uh, this is a great world, great, great example of world building, especially within a extended universe and just a fantastic movie. That's, that's very rewatchable and smart and interesting and socially conscious and fun and action packed and all the things you want from a movie. So yeah, black Panther's fabulous. And uh, it's my number two. Kent. My number two is a quiet place. Nice. Which Brian just talked about. Uh, yeah, it was best movie going experience that I had. I don't know how I will hold on it hold up on it over time just because it's got such a twist factor to it and all that and those types of movies it tend to be harder to digest multiple times but i mm. really liked it for difficulty level and execution of that difficulty level i thought it was a five out of five and uh, krasinski nailed it emily blunt nailed it um this the cinematography nailed it the sound design, everything. This should be a Best Picture nominee, in my opinion. And I'm very surprised. I'd be very surprised if Krasinski doesn't get a, a director or nod or something. Or Writing, he, for he sure, to, I think. It needs yeah. to be more... I can't believe. It, it, I feel like if the Oscars had been a month after it came out, it would have been a shoe-in. But I feel like people have just forgotten about it or something. I don't know mm. what, what the... Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm... I don't want to go on that down that road. Is this real I, life? I, liked right, Bohemian, this I gave Bohemian Rhapsody a B, and I liked it fine. But like Best Picture, are we freaking yeah. kidding no, ourselves? I'm, I'm like, what you. is going on? What you. I don't get it. Is freaking going on? Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Quiet Place. Loved it. Number two for me. Um. That's number one for everybody else. Brian, I have number two. I haven't done my number two. I don't know. I can't remember if you have Richard or not. Um, yeah, I did. I did mine. Okay. My number two is Mission Impossible fallout um oh. which was 
is I, I really struggle. I've, I've rewatched that one a couple times since it came out on on uh, Blu-ray and digital and such. And it's I love that series. I love Tom Cruise as an action movie person. I, I'm not talking about him as a human being, but uh, and this was like I thought Ghost Protocol, which was Mission Impossible Four, was like the most perfect action movie of, of the decade uh, and was so great. And then this movie just blew that movie out of the water and it did so, I mean, quite literally in every, fa- I mean, it's, 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 the story is, is great. The added extra uh, side characters are great. The, the action sequences are unbelievable we found out that Henry Cavill's awesome. Uh, had no idea. We weren't real sure about that beforehand. That the the bathroom fight sequence where he like busts his cuffs are just gosh, that's so cool. And uh, man, it's it this easily of all the movies on my top ten, this will easily be the the movie that I watch the most uh, or more the return to with rewatches the most frequently over the next ten years and only stoked the fire for wanting more from this series moving forward. I'm I'm just I'm so pumped for back to back uh sequels and what was it? Is it twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one or twenty twenty one and twenty twenty regardless, uh can't man, I can't wait. And this was gosh, it was so it's so good. So good and so much fun. And I feel like it should be nominated for Best Picture, which is would be an insane thing that I I highly doubt would ever happen, but I think it deserves it. It's so, so good. Awesome. Mission possible? Ah, <laughs> look at that. Um, number one. Yeah, Richard? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to do, for my number one film, Lars von Trier. <laughs> no. Uh, mine's Quiet Place. Quiet Place was... was singular in its experience and watching you know unmatched and perfect and everything that you do shows like this to to experience in in movies and something that can't be replicated as much as i hate going to the movie theater uh elsewhere so it's a it's a really really masterful movie by everyone involved and unique and powerful and all the things you want so yep my number one's a quiet place so i won't go on much longer because we've already discussed it but but gosh darn, that's fabulous. So go see it if you haven't. I don't know. I think that'll be a great, you know, that'll be a theatrical movie forever. I think that will mm-hmm. be, that'll yeah. go back in because it's, it's such a great film, but it's such an experience as well. So, yeah, that's my number one. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, what about Brian, you? You want to do yours? Yeah, my number one's A Star is Born, um, which I, oh, yeah, wow. I'm still bummed I missed that episode. Um, it was, it's just, it's so good and I'm probably not going to revisit it as frequently as I, I will Mission Impossible or, uh, perhaps Quiet Place, some of these others, um, because it's, it's, you know, it ends on such a dour note, but I, I had, um, I don't know. I I was a little nervous going in cause it's just been remade so many times, but I found, I thought Bradley Cooper as a director was just a very, a much better voice than i i guess i expected and really lends him i don't know he, he man he's talented and that it really screams through um from that side of things i thought he and 
and Lady Gaga were outstanding together. It was a great uh, duo performance, both in the you know the singing, the music stuff, and just the, the way they the chemistry, the acting off of each other. Uh, and gosh, the that's some of the best music that uh, that I've heard in a long time, and and uh, have been has been playing ad nauseum over uh, over the last few months in in my house. But I, I just think they. I I don't know. I was very still very, remain very impressed with the way that they handled the material and the um the weight. I don't know. I thought Bradley Cooper did a great job of showing the weight of what is transpiring through the course of that movie m- much better than the uh the Chris Christopherson uh Barbara Streisand one which Richard and I reviewed and and both quite liked. It's it's it was just a I don't know. It's just hard to do a the fourth reboot of a movie and have it be the best version of that, and that's what was accomplished there. So, uh, anyway, yeah, that's it was a, a maybe not quite the singular experience or film going uh, experience that that a quiet place was, but still resonates, I think, and was a it's just a very very good movie and one that I expect will see some see some Oscar buzz, see some Oscar love uh, next week when the, when those nominations come out. Awesome. Uh, my number one is the writer. Oh, nice. And it's, and it's one that, uh, I saw earlier, probably in May or so, and couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, so authentic, so good. Um, great music, great visuals, uh, great acting, very, uh, kind of a half documentary, half real feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um, set in a part of America that doesn't get a lot of praise or light or you don't see a lot of movies based around, you know, the Dakota's uh, rodeo scene. And it's a really cool, interesting look at that. And I thought it was a uh, To be fair, we haven't very, seen Avengers Endgame yet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we've seen the trailer, so we know that it's in the Dakotas, but we don't know how involved it's going to be in uh, – the rodeo scene yet but we're hoping that uh paul bettany returns so we could see what he does in the rodeo um we uh, we uh i don't know if you guys have gotten to see it yet but uh, i did it yeah. was yeah i loved it um and was so well photographed too mm-hmm. and uh features quaker city nighthawks which is one of our favorite bands from dallas That's right. and is is greatness so love the writer and uh, it was it stayed on my in my top ten all year, which is probably the only movie that did, and um, so it's my number one. Excellent. I'll I'll probably I thought over time I would probably like it more or sour on it less than a quiet place. So that's mm. why it it made the number one. That's slot. fair. That's very so, fair. So right yeah, on. very good. I had I think I had like in my top twenty for sure, like nineteen or seventy something yeah. like that. Maybe if you'd seen in a theater, we would have been higher on it because yeah. it was. A really good experience, just how it was photographed mm-hmm. and, and on a big screen. It was, it was gorgeous. Yeah, I, I thought its closing scene was one of the best, maybe the best closing scene of the year. Like it was mm-hmm. just that last like five minutes with him with the uh, the other writer and stuff was was a completely unknown director too. Uh-huh. Chloe yeah. Chloe Zhao mm-hmm. is her name. Yeah, and it was a uh, wow. Yeah. Impressive. You'll, you'll hear the that writer. name again in the future. I think she's she's really good. Really talented. That one should that one should get a nomination for best picture just simply because it won every 
independent spirit award and every mm. independent critics award that there is pretty much. And, um, should at least, I feel like if you do that, you should get a nomination for her best picture, right? Like right. It, it, it can be one of those things where, okay, we know it's not going to win, but we needs to get nominated because certain movies, I don't know, certain movies are never going to get seen ever. Mm-hmm. If not for at least, uh, the Academy saying, at least watch this, you know, <laughs> like things like that. Like, oh, well, this is nominated. There are a lot of people that'll go see the nominated movies, but don't necessarily meet meet, meet the need for them to win. But that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this has been a, an interesting year, man. Definitely interesting year, and and one that I will not soon forget. That's for sure. And I'm I'm very anticipating 2019 as to be a big blockbuster heavy year. A lot of a lot of uh, good blockbuster movies, Avengers, Toy Story. Lion King type movies, um, but we'll see about the Oscar Oscar type stuff. That's always uh, always interesting. We got yeah. another Star Wars next year, next next uh, mm-hmm. Christmas. So mm-hmm. we'll see about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This rounds out best and worst of 2019 or 18 uh, into <laughs> 2019. First official moment of 2019 starts right now on Mad About Movies. Um, okay. So join the VIP club if you want more from us. We're doing Office Space. This next week, yeah. if you like Office Space, we're doing that, talking at uh, anniversary of that, oh. and uh, good times are had in the VIP as always. But uh, until then, Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill 12 You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the uh, Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can I find you? You can find me on all the social uh, at Richard Barden and the madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me online at Kent Garrison on Twitter, KentGarrison.com. And uh, find us, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP for more episodes, like I said. And uh, we're getting things rolling in the VIP this year. Um, Getting off to a slow start. I've been working a lot. In the next few weeks, we're going to get things uh, ramped up in the VIP. So bear with us there, and it's going to be good good times ahead. So let's move on into the new year officially. And until then, we'll see you in December. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me yeah, yeah. Oh,